Um, but so when me and Grace first uh, became close yeah. as, as friends, or like, like even when we weren't like hanging out like heaps personally, mm -hmm. one of our first like bits between each other, when we were, we were on the same SMP together, I would just log onto the SMP with a copy pasted thing and message like Grace is really short or Grace is five foot or something like that. And then before like she could reply, I would just disconnect. I would just leave. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go straight with how you say your name, all right? First of all, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate the compliment, all right? That's so kind about the voice. But Akko, I wanna know, what have you been up to today? Okay, um, I woke up pretty early because I needed to buy some Christmas gifts for family and friends. And uh, I need to do that obviously before I could get back for the show. I live in a, like, a really small village, so I can't shop in where I live. Mm -hmm. So I had to get the hour, like an hour long train ride into the city. Went shopping, uh, got some boba to uh, some sushi for lunch, and then got the train back, and now I'm here. Jeez, you you st I mean, such a productive day right now. You, if you're in New Zealand, correct? If I if I may ask. Yeah, yeah. So you, time zones are completely different. You woke up early. This is not at all what I imagined the streamer life to be, especially here in the <laughs> states. Everyone's a D-Gen. We're staying up until like 7 a.m. We're waking up at 5 p.m. maybe and then going live. So I love the fact that you, you're breaking the mold, all right? You're setting the standard there, Akko, all right? I'm looking up to you yeah, for that. I appreciate whenever I uh mm -hmm. when I when I add other content creators on like Snapchat or something and or like text them throughout the day and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like outside. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Everyone's so shocked. I'm like, "What the?" I'm like, Get inside. You you know where you belong. All right, that's not where your mouse pad desk thing is at. All right, put on the headphones. Put yeah. on the mic. I love that a ton. I love that a ton. So, Akko, here's the thing. All right, I start off these shows the exact same way, and I tell the guests how you and I got connected. And between you and I, it's it's interesting. I was in Colorado. Uh, there was a, there's a, a stint where I'm just booking shows and I was in Colorado and you came up on my Twitter feed. You were literally one of the people that was recommended to follow. You're like, hey, if you like so and so, you'll love this, this and this. And I was just like, oh, why not? You know, I'm just hanging out. I'm literally watching like, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I was like, all right, let's great just show. give it a oh. great show. Solid show. I gave it a shot. I peeped in and I looked at your stuff. I watched some of your clips and I was like, this guy's funny. Let's run it. I hit you up and I saw that we have a ton of mutuals. And I mean, yeah. the planning was seamless, man. I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your willingness to come on here and, and tell your story and, and share a piece of your life here with everyone. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to begin the show here uh, at the top. All right. We want to talk about your life here on Twitch uh, as a content creator. Okay, so before anything, I'm going to ask you, how long have you had your Twitch account in general? I'm talking even before you were a streamer, if that applies. Yeah, uh, March 2020. So not that long. March 2020. Holy cow. Yeah, that is so soon. And what what got you inspired to, to join the Purple Platform in general? It's funny because I have no clue. 
why I made a Twitch account at the time. I can't remember making it. I can't remember like what was going on in March 2020. All mm -hmm. I did, I, I played a lot of video games at the time and I watched a lot of YouTube. But mm -hmm. after making my account in March, I think I followed one Fortniter, like Fortnite <laughs> player, and then didn't watch that player and then just didn't go on Twitch for like a year. What? So you, you, you created this account in March 2020 and you're like, you know what? I mean, which, by the way, in March of 2020, the Fortnite craze is not at its peak. It's going downhill. So oh, you must yeah. have been a, a Fortnite lifer right here. All right. This is an OG Fortniter to be, to, be, <laughs> to be sticking around. <laughs> so then, you know, like you said, you don't really remember making the account. But when did you re rediscover the account and start kind of using it regularly? Um, I didn't start watching Twitch till maybe two weeks into streaming. Okay. I started streaming mm -hmm. without like watching a Twitch stream really before. I think I'd maybe so um I I started out on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I had a friend that made YouTube videos in the Bid Wars commentary scene and I did that like cute little just like talking and playing Bid Wars with chill beats in the background for like a week and posted some TikToks about it and I got like 300 subs in a week or something so i was doing like pretty good mm -hmm. uh especially like for for youtube because youtube I, I don't know i didn't know how how to grow or whatever but it, it, to me it was pretty cool and then through tiktok i met someone that streamed on twitch and they convinced me to stream on twitch as opposed to on youtube because everyone that's on twitch is just like twitch is far better don't stream on youtube mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. and i streamed on twitch and then i kept posting tiktoks for another week or so i i ended up like i didn't i quit the tiktok grind really quickly okay um but that gave me like that initial core community and then from there i started meeting other streamers and stuff and then once i had friends that streamed i was mm. like oh let me see like what their streams are like <laughs> and then that's why i started watching twitch so i never i never like watched big streamers yeah I, I i mean i do now because i'm like oh i'm streaming i should understand like how twitch works and stuff but mm. I, I i initially started watching twitch uh as a viewer only because i became friends with people that streamed on twitch that's awesome that's such a cool backstory right there so when did you go live for the very first time here on twitch march 5th 2021 wow so literally a year to that date, 20, March 5th, 2021 was when you went live for the first time. You created the account in March of 2020. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. You mentioned that you were never really much of a, a viewer at the time of this platform. You just kind of went live through the encouragement of friends and, and being in the scene somewhat of content creation uh, on YouTube. So when you did go live for the very first time here on Twitch, how was that? Tell me about what was going through your thoughts, your emotion, as, as well as your content at the time there's i think one person here right now um that that was like also watching it this time so it's like funny to think about mm -hmm. <laughs> like people that have been here the whole time essentially that first month on twitch and and like that very first stream i was a i was a really really shy kid um i had the chill beats playing and i and i spoke a, a lot less and a lot less full mm -hmm. um like kind of not with my chest yeah. um but part of the I think the appeal early on with my streams um with the people that came in from tiktok and maybe eventually came in from from the the recommended page when i used to be on that <laughs> uh was my timid but 
awful like i was like flustered all the time that was a big thing was um <laughs> yeah there's, there's an emote after it's echo flustered and, and it's just like anytime anyone said something slightly positive to me like i would go like red and i would be like super what just uh like i was just really like yeah, I'm still kind of like that, but I've gotten more confident and sort of grown in myself and stuff. But I was just like a little, no, it's funny looking back on it because I, I, I like cringe at it because I'm like, yeah. speak. Why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> what is it? See, now you're going to make me kind of break the, the mold here. But now I'm curious, like, what was it about all these compliments and kind of words that got you flustered? Why, why was that the initial reaction? Um, I... I I, I was thinking about all of this stuff, like going into uh, the interview of like what's going to be oversharing, what's going to be like too emotional mm -hmm. to get into. Mm -hmm. But um, it was just a really rough time in my life. And oh. uh, when we get into the the like relationships part, we can talk about that of like what led me to there. But I had kind of been broken down as a person to like the bare bones of like what I thought of myself and and how confident I was. So going live was one really hard for me, but it was almost like it was like the only other option with my time in the day. Otherwise I was going to just be playing video games anyways. I was wow. just going to be sitting in my room all day anyways. So it was kind of just like, it was a way for me to get out of my head and get out of the space mm -hmm. I was in um, and do something productive with it. But I wasn't expecting so much support and kindness, especially mm. so, uh, so instantly. Yeah. That's so cool because it sounds like, it feels like the analogy you're giving is like jumping into a cold pool where it's a shock. Like, the kindness, uh, any of that, it, 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 like you said, it got you flustered. And then eventually you're able to speak with your chest. You're able to accept those compliments with grace and recognize that, yeah, you know, you are improving. You are growing as a person and you're, you're spending this time here creating a community, creating relationships and entertaining. That's really awesome, dude. I love that. I love that a ton. Uh, let me see here. I want to ask you, all right? So we're, you know, we're at the butt end of 2021 all right where we're, we're leaping into 2022 and and i want to know how have you as a content creator evolved from when you first started back in uh march it's a good question i i mean it, it comes like obviously off the last point um mm -hmm. evolving not just as a content creator but as, as a person with my confidence and and ability to like yeah speak with my whole chest and things like that but i think i've also uh matured a lot on being able to have discussion about uh important issues that go on in our community you know there's, there's a lot of uh stuff that goes on 100 twitter and and things like that and i think when you have an influence it's really important to make sure that you're educated and, and you know a lot of things that are like going on and you actually uh take the time to appreciate and understand um others and and things like that um mm -hmm. i was also talking to, to my mom about uh this just before of like how i've grown in the last year because i was i was shopping with her um and one of the the main things as well, uh, I've always been someone that looks to support others and, and help others and stuff. And a lot of my happiness is based off the impact that I'm having on other people's lives. And there's positives and, and negatives to that. And for a long period of time, it strained me. Uh, and I think I've gotten to the point of like a healthy balance of, of finding a way to impact lives positively and stuff, but having my own time and stuff. I mean, I'm still getting there and there's still like a long way to improve, but uh i i'm definitely not as exhausted mm. by the the people um around me and like the pressure that i put on myself yeah uh, to have a positive impact in their life 
I love that. That's uh, that's awesome. And you know, I think a lot of people, especially even those that are thinking about trying to jump into this field, they want to already reach perfection. They want everything to be tailor-made and this is how it's going to work and it's going to work beautifully. But when you do get into this field, like you said, you're learning on the fly. Uh, whether that be streaming, whether that be having a platform in general, uh, whether that be educating yourself and seeing how to act accordingly. Um, and it's something, again, I wish the internet had more understanding of that kind of grace. Um, but I mean, yeah. it is what it is. And us as creators, we have to be able to adapt on the fly there. So that's awesome that you found that balance. I think that's key in life in general, not even just in streaming. Um, that, that being all said, all right, that's the easy part of the show. I don't know if you've ever watched this here, Akko, all right? I don't know if you've ever watched the show, but I myself, I can't be everywhere at once. And I'm always trying to figure out what's going on on Twitch, what's going on on Twitter, online, this and that. Um, so I'm here on your Twitch page right here, right now. All right. And I have three clips from your channel. And what? See, where's the why? What was the sudden smile? What's going on? Is there is there anything? <laughs> I, I don't know deal? what they're going to be. Do you know what they're going to be? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh. what my like top. <laughs> I don't know what the top ones are. I you know, oh, who said there. anything about the top clips? You think that's bold of you to assume oh. that I would go for the top clips? Oh. Sometimes I well, like, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a underground restaurant kind of guy. I like I like the uh, hole in the walls. All right, I love a love something that that just is different. There, I have three of your clips here, and we're just gonna watch them, and we're I'm gonna ask you what's going on here. All right, it's very simple. Right. So if you have the stream up on your end, uh, you could follow along. But I'm gonna pull Should up. I this... unmute it so I can hear. Yes, you can unmute it. No problem. Yeah, it won't echo at all. So let me switch okay. over scenes here, and let's watch this first <laughs> clip together. Very easy. So here's the first yeah. clip, and it is titled uh, "Am I Doing It Right?" So let's give a listen. It's only 16 seconds long. It's only. It's it's it could be the perfect amount for a TikTok or or a YouTube short. But let's listen along and let's figure out and you'll explain to me what's going on in this clip. All right, let's listen. Okay. So uh, I'm just gonna is that this was my this is my first sub -a I don't like that I can hear myself how, here how as well. But work? um I can't remember how many hours in this was, but one of the goals we we hit all of the <laughs> sub goals <laughs> for the subathon so down. quickly. We we hit we hit the goals for the sub like for this whole subathon in like one day. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be coming up with sub goals on the fly. And one of the ones that someone said was like you have to do Fortnite dances. And um one of the other ones was wearing a maid dress. So I was I was doing like two two birds with one stone type thing. Yeah. I had to do three Fortnite dances. <laughs> what were the three <laughs> Fortnite dances that you had to do? Uh, I don't even know the name of this one, but this one, um, take the L and Orange Justice. Orange Justice is a the me doing Orange Justice is a BTTV emote now that is in like oh my a gosh, <laughs> that's it's canon. Bad. It's bad. That's there forever. Echo, <laughs> you know that. You know that. So okay, I see you. I see you with the dances. But can you explain to me this? What is what's this outfit going on here? I've never seen this kind of outfit. Is it like a milkmaid? What like what what happened here? Um, I wish I could find the name of it of like where I bought it, but I don't like remember where I have that saved. But uh it it's bad. Like the name of it is like is like bad. Um <laughs> but uh it arrived the day of the subathon. Like I wasn't sure it, it was a sub goal, but I was mm -hmm. like 
if it doesn't arrive i can't do it but like i bought it yeah. preemptively and stuff but it just like it was taking ages to ship and then the morning <laughs> of the subathon like i go into my living room but like to like eat breakfast and stuff and get mm-hmm. ready for the subathon and i just see like a package for me and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> What gets me um, is, is this that I feel like every streamer has some sort of like maid outfit. I've never seen it pink and I've never seen it as poofy. So that's like it's it's yeah. dope. Like you stood out with this one. Yeah, it also fit me too well. It like it was like perfect for my body. <laughs> it was weird. What what, what what? What does that mean that it like, was how do you define like, that that outfit like, was you know? What? Like I put it on, I put it on and I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, I actually like this you know okay like it was like it's like i put it on and i was like this isn't uncomfortable and i i think i sat in it for like 10 hours or something like, <laughs> I, I didn't like yeah you're like you know what not bad did anyone in your yeah. household see the outfit um no okay <laughs> i don't think anyone has seen it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or at least me with it on Fair. that i can think of they just see it around the house. It's just there in the laundry bin. It's like yeah, it's yeah. to different places. I, yeah. I place it somewhere to see if anyone sees anything. You're like, Ma, it's dry cleaning. It's dry cleaning only. All right. Not the regular wash. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's the first one. All right. Aiko, it's 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 not that hard. Not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit embarrassing. Not too bad. Let's go on to the second one here. All right. The second one uh is a little bit of a call. I'm not one to stir drum. I I I don't do drum at all. All right, I don't do drama at all, but there is something going on here in this clip I would like to address because you are addressing one of my former guests, uh, Akko, all right? You are addressing one of my former guests, and it says the title, Gracie is really short. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to listen to the clip first, all right, before we react. We're going to listen to the clip first, and then I'm going to ask you, why, why the call out? Why the call out? All right, so let's listen to the clip first. Only 15 seconds. You taller than me? L dots, L dots. You know who's really short though, Wiz? What do you consider short? Ain't nothing shorter than me. No, but you know who's really short? Gracie. Gracie's really short. How tall are you? I'm six. It'd really be your own. It'd really be your own, Gracie, if you're watching this, all right? Tell me, Akko, why, and this was only four months ago, why, Gracie was not involved at all in this clip, and then suddenly you just were like, "Ah, you know what, I gotta do it, I gotta do the call out. Tell me about it. Okay, so, um, I just want to clarify, and this is true, I like, I'm like worried that when people jokingly say it's not true. Mm-hmm. People actually think I'm short and insecure about being short, but I am actually six foot three. Um, what? Yeah, that I I like I get like the you have short vibes a lot. When me and Grace first uh, became close, yeah. as as friends, or like like even when we weren't like hanging out like heaps personally, mm-hmm. one of our first like bits between each other when we were, we were on the same SMP together, I would just log onto the smp with a copy pasted thing and message like grace is really short or grace is five foot or something like that and then before like she could reply i would just disconnect i would just leave (laughs) um and that was like one of our like initial tropes and i think at this point in time the person that clipped it and the person that i was talking to in chat uh wiz Mm -hmm. was new to my community but had come from gracie's community 
Okay. If that makes sense. So you were just, you, so, were, you know, it's just, you're taking that shot. And, and, you know, I don't even want to ask how, how tall Grace is. All right. We'll leave that up to mystery. But fair play. Fair play if that was the, uh, the example you were trying to set. But here's the thing. This is a two-part clip. Because we have the Gracie call out, which again, a little bit rough there, right? I'm on Team Gracie. I'm a, I'm a short man myself. I'm proud of it. All right. I'm, I'm a. I'll tell you right now. All right, because I've already. The internet never forgets. I'm five. I'm five six, five seven on a good day if it's sunny. All right. But if it's a bones day, I'm five seven. But gotcha. five six when it's raining, a little rough. And you're telling me your ass is six three. It must be nice. It really must be nice there. All right. But the other part of this clip that caught my eye is, ladies and gentlemen, if we may look into the back of it, you are watching a YouTube video called No, Hot that's what I was like, my initial reaction. I saw the background and I was like, oh no, oh no. You think I'm not going to address that? Are you kidding? Do you know who it is? Hey, I, this is my job, all right? I go, this is my job. I love what I do. But you go and you're watching Hot George Not Found Edits. First of all, I didn't even know that's a category on, on YouTube. And, and just to pile on that, I would like, well, first off, let's start with that. What is going on in this clip? How, why are you watching hot, what is, how did you find yourself in this situation of watching hot George Not Found edits live on Twitch with your community? See, I wanted to say that this is in the subathon, because this feels like something I would do in one, in, in a subathon format. But there's no timer on the screen. There's no timer. I don't know, I don't know how... I got to this point. I think it was in one of my... Um, I used to have a streaming era where unplanned, I would just stream for like 12 hours straight, randomly. Mm -hmm. One night, it would just be a 12-hour stream. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, during those streams, if I like... Uh, sometimes I would order pizza, or I would get like an, an energy drink or something, and I, I, I would just like get really hyper or whatever, and we would do different things. It was maybe when I was like... 90% streaming or like 95% streaming only Minecraft and then I would do like just chatting and I just like did not know what to do. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things I decided to do I, you can see I searched goggy edits. I didn't Okay. The hot part, the hot part was okay. not my doing, you know. Okay. I'm on your team then. You did search goggy edits. Then if I may bring up exhibit B and usually I don't do this bit until later on the show, but I it just pairs too well with this. Is you wrote a tweet though uh, on May twenty fifth, eleven fifty five p.m. and it reads out here, "Hey, with four Y's at George not found." So I'm trying to understand, Aka. I'm trying to understand your story you're giving us right now. All right, because in the in the level of Y's right now, you are one Y away from being drunk. All right, <laughs> you're one Y away. You're in currently the zone of like, yo, yo, Gagi, like, what's going on here? What's going on here with this tweet then? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> happened on May 25th <laughs> that like led me to tweet this. I know I was live. I was live. Okay. And I was like, you guys got to, you guys got to hype me up. That's why there's six retweets. Cause I, mm -hmm. I made them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, j I think this was during the same week that my, and I, I'm not like, this isn't a call out. This is just like, I was kind of like following a trend in our community. Yeah. Um, I think Kenna had tweeted, Hey, at Sapnap during the same oh, week. Oh, okay. And so I, 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 I just think it was like on my mind or whatever. And, and I think there's a clip 
of from the same time i don't know i might i might be wrong or even just like i did this on stream mm -hmm. where i was like people were talking about uh dream smp members and i was like okay but guys goggy and i just like look at the camera i'm like guys <laughs> come on like you can't <laughs> all i'm saying and then it just became a bit for the stream <laughs> <laughs> I love, hey, the ball's on it, all right? The fact that you're adding him directly, there's no hiding behind it. Shoot your shots. I'm not, there's no shame in it. I was, I'm just trying to get answers here, all right? I love it. I love the boldness of this tweet, okay? I, I do, I do want to add, mm -hmm. they're, they're not there anymore, but this was the first tweet I ever received private quote retweets on. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what I did to upset whoever yeah but i had like i had like i think like four four or five total um Jesus. private quote retweets on this and i was like i don't know like what this like i yeah i don't yeah, know what this means or what's going on here but it is what it is and you know what it's a, you know what? we're moving on from that though in life all right we don't need that yeah. energy we're leaving that in 2021 that's not 2022 energy right there but i, I love that time i got one more clip for you all right one more clip and I'm going to have to apologize to those that are watching this on YouTube in the future because I'm not sure if the music will capture this. Um, but let's give it a listen here. This one reads out, nah, because what the freak, uh, Akko. All right? Nah, because what the freak, Akko. Let's give it a listen first, and then I'll have you explain what's going on here. It's 59 seconds long. Let's listen in. Oh. I'm Mupi, you can do exclamation mark Twitter, exclamation mark YouTube, all of those types of things. Okay, you guys ready? I'm like, I have to move my mic, but it doesn't really move that well. Okay. I, I'm not going to be able to like capture this. These cans, these big ones on the this side right here, the right side for you guys, is um, 500 milliliters. So two cans is a whole liter. These little ones are, what are they? 250, so four of them is a liter. <laughs> the last second look into the cam is that was a yeah i know that was a yeah i know moment all right in life i'm trying to refine that but akko i want you to explain what are those cans i don't even know what drink that was uh it's called i can i can get one right here of course i have one have, readily oh available <laughs> okay this one's been drunk it's not like mm -hmm. a it's not like a yeah um they're called blue v um mm -hmm. it, v energy is a brand in uh new zealand and australia um mm -hmm. And the normal version of it is just, it's just green V. It's just like this color green. Um, and it sucks. Terrible drink. Mm. Um, it's an energy drink. Uh, but the blue V ones are just like so good. And for a significant uh, period of like during the last like a couple years, I, I don't drink blue V very often anymore. Like, like once like, every two or three weeks. Uh, but for a significant period of time, I was like, I, I like gave myself a caffeine addiction. Like it was, it was really unhealthy. The amount of blue bees that I drank, mm -hmm. um, and both me and my friend have collected all of the blue bees that we drink. Oh. Uh, and so we both have a collection in our, <laughs> I, I have to ask, is the collection still going right now? Um, 
there are still blue v cans all around my so all of those cans in that video are still in my room yeah but i i'm moving and so i was going to throw them away but since blue v was such a it, it was part of like this sounds bad but like the amount of blue v i drank and the amount i talked about it and stuff like it was kind of part of my brand yeah in a way um and so one of my friends who like they're gonna miss me and stuff, they wanted like build something out of all of the blue V cans and mm. kind of like memory <laughs> of me. I also have um from a streamer friend, Kaylee, um, this, which I'm keeping. This is like completely it's it's not drunk, it's it's Ooh. like ackle on the side there and it's like all glittery blue V. I'm drinking this when I uh when I hit hundred K on Twitch. That's oh what my I'm saving gosh. For. Those don't expire, so right? It, no, I mean, there's too much sugar in it for okay. it to go <laughs> That is insane, dude. That's insane that you've had that many cans at this point. Yeah, listen, Blue V, you might as well sponsor him, all right? Stop trying to make it. Let's not dance around the get, – get, get it right there, all right? A lifetime supply of, of Blue V, specifically Blue V. Green V, I don't know yeah, about no that green one. V. Not I think green that would be the problem is I completely like slander their main product. <laughs> Worth drink. If you drink green V, like I cannot be friends with you. It's just it's, it's as simple as that. Can you describe the taste of both of a green V and a blue V? Um like ambrosia, this one. Like the, the 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 drink of gods is this one. And um green V is like it's 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 actually like battery acid it tastes like i don't know okay it tastes bad first off ambrosia beautiful word all right that was so lovely yeah. to hear but then you, and you give it such high accolade and then battery just pure acid has no and that's their main green brand i hate green tea <laughs> with a passion you're not the only one i've heard that so many i have so many homies from from new zealand Austra uh, australia they say the same thing green v is just not where it's at so it's good to know. No. Good to know. If I find my way there, it's blue V all the way. It's blue V all the way. Yep. All right. Akko, that's all the, the clips I have here. All right. I promise. We're no more clips. Woo. No more tricks up my sleeve. However, you do need to know one thing. As much as I love Twitch and I really, really do, I also love Twitter. Twitter is where it's at as well. All right. And I have three of your tweets that I just want to, I just want context. I just want to pick your brain. And understand where you're coming from, all right, Akko? I'm, I, this, is, this is us. We're working together. We're here together, all right? I'm not leaving you out of dry. So yeah. th this first tweet, all right, we'll go easy. We'll go easy on them, guys. We'll go easier. This one's – I love this one a lot because I think it gives a lot of uh, personality as to who a streamer is. And I think a lot of people resonate with it. And in May of 2021, uh, you said, I hate socializing – I'm about I'm about to void IRL and respawn at my bed. All right. I love that so much because I think there's a there's a belief that creators, content creators are these extroverts all the time, that what they see on cam or what they see on YouTube is exactly what they see in person. And that's just not the case. I want to know what was happening in your life that that made you tweet this out. So I actually, during this period of time, I realized that I get significantly more likes if I tweet at a good time, uh, like at the next morning rather than, so all of the tweets during this period of time were produced the night before I tweeted them. Mm -hmm. This one, um, for me, I was, <laughs> I was in a club. Um, 
I, I remember writing this one because it was during a period of time where like I would stream and then my friends would come over and ask about streaming and stuff. We would go over it and then they'd be like, do you want to go into town, like into the city and, and like go hit like the nightclubs? <laughs> and it's just not my scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink. Uh, I never have. Um, like I've, I've had sips of alcohol and stuff, but I've never been drunk or anything. And so it's like, it's just like not really what I enjoy. But I mean, I had fun hanging out with my friends and stuff, but it's, it's like, I always said my favorite part of going to town mm-hmm. is walking from club to club when I'm talking to my friends and then brushing past like old friends from high school that I haven't seen in ages and catching up with them. But as soon as I'm in a situation where there's like a bunch of people around me and I like have to talk to this person or this person, I don't really know who they are. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it, it was just like, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy that day. And yeah. so I, I wrote that tweet and I, I saved just the drafts and the next morning. I tweeted it's a it banger. Out. It's it because I related to that same thing too. You know, we go live and I think there's adrenaline rush, you know, there's something about going live that forces you to sit up and speak eventually with your chest. But you're totally right in, in real life instances where you're just doing you. It is so hard to bring yourself about, especially in the club scene. That is just you got music, you got people that are wasted, you got people that going on. So how do you how do you deal with it? All right. When you're you're going through the motions, when you're out and about and going, you know, bar hopping a little bit, just hanging out with your crew, when you are put into these social situations, give us the behind the scenes. What does a GG Aiko look like during this scenario? Um that's a really interesting question. I don't, I, I'm trying to like think of myself in like an out of body way, like what I look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep uh, to my circle a lot in those types of places, but I also, um, if it's a song I know that's playing, and that's the thing is like, I, my music knowledge in terms of like stuff that will play in clubs is so like hit or miss. It's like I'll know every single word to every song, mm-hmm. uh, or I won't know like a single like lyric to one song or whatever. Uh, so if I know the song, I think my mood is like significantly different. Music is really important to me. And yeah. and so certain clubs that I was in, I would be secluded like in the corner and other ones, I would be like climbing up onto the parts that are like above everyone and stuff. And <laughs> what? Oh, that's, that's like that person from high school or whatever. Like I, I can switch up my side of like introvert extrovert so quickly. I don't yeah. know why. Um, And even on the same night, like it doesn't have to be like, a good mood or a bad mood it's it's mm-hmm. like reasonably just like the room the energy in the room i like that i like that a lot that's a that's a cool little skill to to be able to do that tell me this one more question before we move on to the next tweet what's the last club banger you danced to oh that's an interesting question i can't oh my fr- this is a problem it's not gonna be a song you know mm-hmm. uh, my friend my friend is um uh, like studying music at the moment but he's also big in um it's not a city i, I live in but in like the Christchurch club scene which is another city and he he flew down back to where i, I met him and stuff in, in my city um and he was doing a set at a at like a club yeah and he played a song that i heard before it was like like in like its very first form Mm -hmm. and like hearing it in a club and like fully mixed and mastered and like finalized as a project was just one of the the coolest things um yeah so that was i think that was the last time because because covid happened again we went back into lockdown for a bit and then it came out and i was like like i'm vibing with streaming and stuff i I don't know i don't need to i don't need to risk anything and yeah Yeah. 
That's cool. I like that. I like that. That's awesome, though, that you were able to, especially with a homie set there. All right. That's yeah. tweet number one. Tweet number two. Tweet number two. You created this October 21st, 2021 at 317 p.m. All right. I'm not one to, to uh, you know, I'm not a subtweeter, but I love this. All right. This is a subtweet from you. You go, when they're worth playing on 200 ping for. All right. When they're right. worth playing on 200 ping for. I want to know who you're subtweeting, Akko. I want to know who you're subtweeting about this tweet. I think, and I'm looking at the replies too, mm-hmm. and I think the two people that I played with that day were Grace and Daisy, mm. which is nice because it's like it's like it's like a little bit like getting back. Like I think I played Bid Wars with Gracie that day, yeah. and I think I played Val with Daisy that day, and like also those two people, like I love them to death. Like I, I I've subtweeted both of them so many times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell, but tell positive, such positive. It, it's it's cool because it's like this this platform and what you're doing really brings people together. You know, if you weren't on Twitch, you would have likely never met any of these people in your life. You yeah. would have just done what you were doing, whatever that may be. So tell me, what kind of what is this sacrifice? You know, you are playing with with such difficult difficult internet. All right. Tell me what, you know, your intention means so much more. The action, your willingness to even just hang, let alone play, means the world. Tell me what it is for you when you're just kind of lagging out, but you're in the presence of friends. Yeah, I'm um, a relatively competitive gamer. Um, if I play a game, it, it, and it's not in the way that, like, I'm shouting or I'm, like, getting super, like, high energy about it but in the way that like if i pick up a game mm-hmm. other than obviously like a playthrough type game if i pick up a game that has a, like a pvp aspect or some some type of skill you can like hone in on i'm either not gonna play it like ever again <laughs> if i'm not good at it or i'm gonna play it without anyone there for the next three weeks for like every day five hours straight just to get good at it because i i just like i'm really competitive so one of the most frustrating things uh, with having like most of my close friends live in NA in America mm-hmm. is that even like there's there's a point to which you can get good at a game that you can combat the 200 ping uh, for there's a lot of people in the Minecraft scene that argue that ping having high ping is an advantage and that's one of the things that like really irritates me because yeah I play on it every day and it is not an advantage it's one of like the most frustrating things mm-hmm. uh, to do but at the end of the day um like gaming and stuff like i wouldn't still be playing it if i didn't have friends if i didn't have a community or, yeah. or people to hang out with while i played i i wouldn't still be doing it there have been like periods of time in my life um when i look back at all of the like periods of interest that i've had mm-hmm. all of them have been with other people i i, I don't tend to do things alone i can't work out alone i have to be playing like a team sport or something and then i'll work out a bunch and i'll get really fit and stuff but if i'm just trying to get fit on my own like i I just like don't like going for runs or whatever but if i go for a run with another person it's like so much better Mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing with like uh with with uh gaming it's just like if if i don't have people to play with i'm not going to be doing it so there are a lot of people that i've met in the last 10 months soon uh of streaming that just like it doesn't matter if i'm losing the game if i'm the worst player because <laughs> i'm glitching out and stuff but mm-hmm. I-, I can just still i don't know kick it with the homies it's yeah. nice i love that i love because how i viewed this tweet is it's sacrifice you don't it's not so much about uh, even being a competitor you know you want to win you want to do your best but that 
comes second when you're just hanging out with your friends, when you're when you're being able to just be in their presence. That's really that's such a dope thing. And I, I love this tweet a lot. Like it just it got me. It hit, it hit me in my feels, man. You got me. You got me dragging in the club, man. You had me with Marvin's room right there. I love that. time. I got one more tweet for you. I got one more tweet for you. And, and we'll move on uh, to some actual questions there. All right. This last tweet you put July 19th, 4.47 p.m. And it says this. Just called my mom chat. Who wants my account? I'm quitting. All right. This one even hurt me. There's something about bringing online language. You know, there's something about saying pog, poggers, poggy. I, I, like even me saying that right now, like I got a, I got a target on my back. What? Tell us this story about calling your ma chat. Did you don't know Waller? What happened here? Um. <laughs> This was, again, during the period of time where I was streaming, like, randomly for 12 hours straight, like, 10 hours straight, 12 hours, 5 hours, 7 hours, 8 hours, like, every single night. Like, I don't think I streamed for less than 5 hours for maybe a month or two straight. Because uh, mm -hmm. I just, I, I mean, I still do. Uh, I just I have a lot going on right now. I, I love streaming to death. And it, it's, like, once I caught it, like, got the hang of it, and got into a routine and stuff it was like all i thought about all i talked about um i don't remember this exact case which i should this seems like uh like a memorable time mm -hmm. uh but i like cannot remember the exact story of of when i called uh my mom chat but i do remember calling uh a few streamer friends chat in a vc <sighs> It's, Which, it's that check mark, man. It's the check. No, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even know if I had it at this point. Even more. What are you calling them chat for then? Do you, what was the context? Who was it, and what was the context of this story? I need to know now. Um, it was Kenna, Plorks, Afla, mm -hmm. and I think Brayden, my friend Brayden. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because, uh, like one of the common tropes that i go with they hate when i say this but i always say like kenna and afla were like those streamers that found me and like taught me a lot about uh twitch and and everything in in, in general and and so i always say they made me obviously every streamer is their own streamer and you can't actually like be made by someone else and it's a mm. stupid thing to say but it's funny because at this point they were still significantly larger and more established streamers than me uh so I was in VC calling people who had like I, I I don't I don't remember how many followers I think this was like like in my first couple months but they had obviously a lot more <laughs> followers than me and and average viewers and stuff <laughs> I was still in that like mindset I wish it was a joke I wish I like jokingly called them chat but it was it was an accident it was fully like it just slipped out and I was like wait no no and uh. I think Kenna tweeted about it. Oh my gosh, she hit you with a tweet right there. When your when your friends yeah. call you chat, I don't know. That's when it's, you've been here for too long. That's when you've been doing this for too long. I, I like that though. All right, Akko, I love that there. All right, that's all of the the trickery here on the show. No more clips. No more. No more tweets. I promise. Now I want to ask about you. I'm going to ask some introspective questions about your time here on Twitch, and then that'll transition over to your life story. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Go okay. So this first question I do have is, you know, I feel like um, I feel like wiki pages 
are such a big thing. You know, I think that's nowadays. If you have a wiki page dedicated to you, I think you've made it. I think that's that's the new that's the new bar. So I want to ask you, uh, Akko. I want to ask if you had to write your own wiki page, what top three accomplishments as a content creator would you note and why? Okay, I like that. Um, the first thing, uh, which is interesting because this was so long ago now, and I think every streamer, um, when they hit this point or when they're working towards this point, uh, this is like a, such a, a huge, uh, milestone is obviously partner. Um, I just think, and, and I think one of the things you realize over time is that is not the end goal. That is not where you finish or where you've become successful or anything like that. But, but it, it, to do that. Um, in such a short period of time for me, I, it was uh, around three months since I started streaming wow. um, without any prior, like, like I said, I had like 300 YouTube subs or something like that. And I didn't even, I don't even think I posted that I was going to stream on that YouTube. Mm-hmm. So without any prior audience, my Twitter had maybe 10 followers and something like that without anything to just solely through Twitch mostly uh get to that point three months in was a huge deal to me um at the time and so that that i would say uh is the first thing and then this the second thing i don't see this being put in a wiki page because it's like relatively informal Um, and i haven't like coined it officially or anything but i there's a there's a a thing that if you're from my side of Twitch, even if you don't really watch me that often, but you've been to a bunch of streamers that I'm friends with and just that sort of corner, you know how there's different corners and people that are friends and there's relative terms that everyone knows in that, but you'll know uh, what a wholesome chick is. Uh, a wholesome chick is, uh, it's, it's a channel point redeemable uh, on my channel. Um, that's what it started as where I, um, I just am nice to someone it's it's, sometimes it's affirmations that are really general about life sometimes it's really specific like you're really funny or something like that but it's it's like it's like i'll just dedicate one two minutes to people and and just talk about them and and positively as a person um and that seeing that go from not just my community but going into other people's streams where they have the same channel point redeemable or seeing people there's a thing on twitter right now that i didn't even like say anything like i have nothing to do with it it's not me anymore it's not my thing anymore um but where someone was just like uh reply and i'll give you a wholesome check since it's coming to the end of the year i'm really appreciative for people and stuff for that to have just been like some little idea that i had i i think that's almost that almost defines me as a creator in in a way is like that initial point in my streams and stuff where mm-hmm. i was just throwing like positivity mm-hmm. around um and stuff it, it was like one of the like different things about me i think it, it is like how how much the the love is is spread around uh in in my streams um <laughs> and the last that. one i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go with an even less formal <laughs> thing that wouldn't be put in um in a wikipedia page but the revival or or the the reason behind the popularity of bean battles and outside of twitch (laughs) a few months ago that is something that i am like so proud of i know that's like such a stupid like thing Mm. to talk about i don't know if you know what bean battles i'm aware i'm aware but tell us about the game 
if, if you may. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Bean Battles is a battle royale where you're a bean um, that's just really goofy. It's it's not a very complicated or, like, well-developed game. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, like, mini Fortnite with beans uh, where you just shoot people with uh, rocket launchers and, and stuff. But one of the things... so. Someone told me about Bean Battles in another creator Discord, mm-hmm. um, and and they showed me the reviews of the game, and that's what sold me is because all of the reviews were ironically like this game changed my life. Uh, I got on to play a few hours with my friends last week, and I haven't left my be- uh, my room since, <laughs> and stuff like that. They were just all hilarious. Like yeah. I was losing my mind. I was like, I have to get this game. Um, and at the time, uh, no one else I knew played the game, and I wasn't even close with the person. Like the person that told me about it, like I've maybe spoken to them five times since then. But I, I like found this game, and I was like, "This is hilarious." I started a group chat of people. I started buying people the game. I started telling everyone about it. I would tweet about it, um, and we eventually made so the group chat on Discord for it got too big to be a group chat anymore. So we had to make a Discord server, mm-hmm. which ended up becoming uh, what was called Boba Twit um and and that was like a large side of twitch um and how we kind of defined all of our uh mutual friends and stuff uh on like the larger part of our community mm-hmm. um and so many memes came out of it the gb thing which means a good bean which is what you say at the end of a game um we <laughs> there were there were vcs where people people would tweet out like bean battle slander and we would all like there was like maybe 20 people in the vc mm-hmm. I, I i it was like charging an army i would be like okay everyone replied gb three two one and we'd all reply <laughs> gb at the same time and then all of us would like every single reply mm-hmm. so we would all collectively ratio the original tweet <laughs> and we just ratioed everyone it was the funniest thing you, you still um, messing with being battles uh, there are like so every the the two subathons I've done I've done like the return of bean battles um mm-hmm. and and things like that as sub goals uh it's still a fun game to get people together but I think the main reason I'm so proud of it is because that point in time and that server that we made mm. was like that brought so many people together it's the stupidest reason yeah. for why I am close with so many of my friends like it's like actually the start of like half of my most valuable friendships Mm. and uh i don't know it's it's such like an important time i think everyone that is is like close to me like we all will be like oh my god remember like the bean battles days like the the boba twit vcs and just sitting in those for hours playing bean battles like yeah i don't know it's such like an important time in my head for the community yeah i love that a ton those are that's a beautiful three honestly and it doesn't have to be all data numbers and accolades it could be those little things you just yeah. want to be remembered by i love that so much yeah. thanks so much for sharing let's speaking of your community beautiful transition let's talk about them all right let's talk about them right here right now in front of the face if i asked your community Akko, all right if i asked your community who you are and i had no idea prior what do you think they would say to me and i want you to give me both the honest as well as the inevitable troll answer all right give me both sides okay the honest um would probably probably be um in, in sense to like that wholesome streamer side that i was talking about um i think that's a common trope on twitch but the the reality is a lot of it is ingenuine or it's just like as long as i'm playing minecraft it's wholesome mm. <laughs> uh but 
uh, for the most part, my streams um, aren't about what's happening on screen or the game or whatever. It is really about like bringing people together and teaching people that it's okay to compliment someone or to be nice to someone or to be like just genuinely honest and just take a moment and be like, you're like, like a really beautiful person mm. um, and, 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 and stuff like that. And I think I'm, I'm, and it's like, it's one of those things where there's no way to put it into words, but I'm super proud of this in the way that, that I genuinely think I can provide comfort just by being me on stream. I, I never sit down for a stream uh, where I'm going to, um, I don't, I'm, I'm never like, oh, I have to get ready for stream. I just have to get water. That's it. Yeah. I, my, my IRL friends will come into stream and be like, no, he's just like this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just him. Um, and so I think one of the things that like my community would describe is like, it's kind of just like hanging out with me. Cause I'm just sitting in my room playing a game and hang out with people. Uh, the troll answer. <laughs> yeah. The troll answers. I'm short sneeze, a chew, <laughs> like that whole trope <laughs> of things. Uh, Gigi gnome. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how they're yeah, saying the bless you right now funny. after you say that. Yeah, that's good stuff. I I want to understand this though. You said something pretty powerful. You you're saying that you you, you choose to focus on the positivity rather than the gameplay. Hell, I, I would even go so far as to say the content. What inspired you to lean into that rather than to any other field into content creation? Mm-hmm. I think when I started on Twitch, and uh, since I was coming from YouTube, I was trying to appeal to people that liked, played, and watched Bedwars mm-hmm. uh, as a game. And my initial community was all people that did that. Uh, and and with that, I got mostly younger people in chat, mm-hmm. um, and mostly people I don't know saying some TikTok copy pasta or something like that. Um, but eventually, through time, I I realized like which ones out of those I liked the most and it was never the ones that would notice if i i mean if i did a really bad thing in game like chat would maybe be like haha you voided but it wasn't even like they wouldn't even be like oh nice play like they just didn't care about <laughs> about the content side of it and mm. i realized over time how valuable it is to have people just watching you to watch you wow and and so if i if i play minecraft if i play valorant if i play xo1 a little indie game that i found a couple weeks ago then I know that there's going to be at least, I mean, maybe it's not the the 130 people that I could have or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, if there's 50 to 70 people watching me play a game that I have fun playing just for me, that's so cool. The fact that there's people in my community that will watch me play Bedwars that don't even play Minecraft, to me, is like, I don't know, that those people are, are, are some of the coolest people, and I would be so sad if they weren't in my community or whatever, but I wouldn't have them if I focused on on bid wars or if I got upset every time I lost a game. I literally don't care about the game when I'm streaming. I'm just like, oh, I lost. Let's play again. Like it doesn't matter. It's I'm trolling yeah. half the time because I it's just like it's just it's like background footage. Yeah. To just hang out. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, let's let's flip the question on them though. All right. So let's say Akko, I, I show up on your stream. I want you to describe your community to me. All right. I show up on your stream and say, yo. Tell me about the lovely faces that surround my own here in your chat. How would you describe your community to me? It's it's one of those things where it's like it's like like streamer like like community. I don't know. Um, 
I I I love the fact that um whenever I recognize that someone is a cool chatter, mm. my chat has already done it for me. They're already like, "Hi, welcome in. Like, how are you doing today?" Like that they're, they're they're so welcoming, so supportive of each other. The fact that sometimes I can't read chat because they're just talking to each other, like they're just <laughs> hanging out themselves. Yeah, that is so cool because it's like I have. I would much rather them all be friends with each other than them be individuals that all just like me. But the fact that they're all doing their mm. own thing, I don't know, talking about some other, their other friend that's not there yet. The fact that one of them can come in and be like, oh, I missed this chatter. And and then 20 minutes later, that chatter comes in and everyone's like, oh my God, we were talking about you just before. It's, it's, it's like a, a huge friend group without any stupid drama and stuff. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah, you're like hosting a party. You know, when you go live, yeah. people come through and it's just like you're doing your thing. If they want to engage with what you're doing, great. But if not, you know, equally as good. You're you're doing your thing. You're hanging out. You're just being a part of what you're doing. I love that a ton. That's dope. That's dope. I'll ask you one more question about your time here on Twitch. and We'll move on to your life story. You know, as content creators, as people who have the camera and lights on them, we often get to hear how we've affected our communities, our viewers, or whatever you want to call them, right? You'll hear that they made, you made their day. You hear that you, you influenced their lives in a positive manner. And all of that is so awesome. I love that a ton. That's one of my favorite parts of this, this, uh, what we do here online. But very rarely do they get to see our side of the story. So the question I have for you, uh, Akko, is how has your community helped you in a way that they are not aware of? I've talked about this in bits and pieces uh, because like in some streams, I just get really emotional and, and I, I, I be really like raw and honest about this, but um, in to, to like step really into it. I talked about this a bit before about a year ago or like 10 months ago when I first started streaming, I was not in a good place like whatsoever. Mm. I was in a, a, like a really, really, really rough time for my mental um, I uh, have definitely like I've got a bunch of I make music and I've got uh, songs about that period of time and so listening back to those songs that I've made um, is really uh, it, it makes me reflect on how much has changed in in the last year and how the things where I, I was like talking about how I want to grow and get out of this hole that I'm in and and where I'm stuck like not just in terms of like because I've grown as a creator and now I, I have obviously, I mean, I, I make income off Twitch. You can, you can, yeah, it's, I'm not hiding that. Mm -hmm. Um, but aside from that, like as a human being able to, I mean, I go out a lot now and stuff and I talk about how it's funny that people are always surprised that I go out and I'm productive or I do things with my days. But I mean, I, I wasn't doing that before and I didn't even have anything to do in my room all day other than like aimlessly play video games. Um, but I've, gotten to the point where like i can just go have lunch by myself in a restaurant i don't feel bad about it i just i'm like unapologetically me i'm so confident even if i'm not like confident in talking to other people or whatever i'm confident in who i want to be and how i want to present myself to others and what my opinions are and um the way i want to go about life now i mean i've been stuck in this little tiny town in new zealand um since covid started um 
but also just like since i was about uh two i've lived in new zealand and mm -hmm. uh i haven't talked about this yet but in like five days i'm flying i'm leaving the country and i'm moving to the uk and that is like so much bigger than anything else like in my life right now that's like huge and that is only happening because of streaming first off congratulations that's huge but w what inspired that move and specifically to the uk so i i wanted to i've been looking at the us the the uk canada mm -hmm. all of my options for a really long time the, the the reality is without a college degree without um several years of experience in in a certain uh like career that uh america or canada want you to be you cannot get a visa there mm -hmm. so I, I i cannot work in in the u.s even if i went to uh college there which i could i i would have to um like cancel my partner contract and just be like a streamer that you can't pay like i wouldn't be able to like make any money doing anything i'm born in the uk so i said I'm, i've lived in new zealand since i was two because when i was born it was in in the uk um but we moved to new zealand when i was really little so it means i can work as soon as i land it takes away all the complications i get free healthcare, um and at the point in time where i was looking at moving to the us and canada and stuff canada was my last resort where it was like this is a little bit more possible because they're a little less strict and stuff mm -hmm. and i came to the conclusion that it just wasn't plausible like it wasn't going to happen and i i was crying it was really upsetting because most of my friends uh in america most of the people i hang out with um time zones playing on 200 ping all of those things like none of those were going to be fixed without getting closer to them and and i closed um i was in call with my dad and he was helping me plan things out or see if it was possible mm -hmm. i i like ended that call with my dad and i like just opened twitter aimlessly i don't know natural response yeah as a little twitter fiend the first tweet on my timeline was a content creator mutual of mine owen tweeting out hey is anyone uh, oh, this is a long shot because I tweeted this out a few months ago. Uh, but uh, is anyone looking to live in Brighton a few months from now, preferably a content creator? Um, and I was like, this is the universe right here. Wow. Telling me what to do. Yeah. And I was just like, I think this is probably going to happen. Like from that point, I was like relatively dead set. Mm -hmm. That's so sick. I love that. I love that a ton. That, that's huge. I'm excited for you. Good luck. I mean, I'm be you know up front. Moving's a moving's a bitch. It is. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is brutal. But you know what? You are on the launching pad of your life and your journey, and that is something so exciting. So I'm rooting for you on that. Safe travels. But we still got a whole show to do here before you even start. Keep packing and 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 preparing for this trip. All right, Ako. All right. So uh, that being said, that's the first part of the show. It's as easy as that simple smooth right there all right I, I you gotta you gotta understand the madness by being here all right that's how that's how it's done yeah, here of course uh, of course that being said i have three restroom breaks all right i make sure we we uh, spread them out do you have to use the restroom at all get any water anything i think i will top up my water yeah, go ahead go ahead go ahead we'll switch places when you come back all right sweet sounds go, good go. Sounds all good. right 
And again, everyone that's watching here live on Twitch, exclamation mark Q into the chat. If you have any questions, maybe even words of affirmation, something you would like uh, Akko to know from you, you uh, they're completely anonymous, or you may write your name down, totally fine. But go ahead, fill that out there. We will be reading as many as we can at the end, near the end of this show, all right? After the life stories part, which is only four sections there. We're going to talk about his family, his education, his work history. And his romantic relationships. All right, guys. So stick on in. Thank you so much for joining us here live on Twitch. Love seeing you guys there. I see you guys all talking too. Don't think I don't see all your nonsense there in the chat. You guys saying hi to each other. He was right. He told me when he said that you guys can keep a conversation amongst yourself. That was not a joke. All right. I saw it all. All right. Holy cow. So quick. So quick right there. This man sprinted right here. <laughs> all right let's switch places the chat is yours all right i'll be back in one minute all right sounds good sounds good go ahead hey chat hey guys hey guys it's sneeple here hi scree oh my god i miss you too scree hi magsy hi magsy what kyle what what'd you just say hi sonia i miss you too luna hi Earl. Hi, Sneeple. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Baby Seal. Hi, Lexi. Ah, it's like start a stream, guys. I gotta say, I hope you're all doing really well. I can't, I don't think I have enough time. Hi, Monte. I don't think I have enough time to like, uh, ask you how you all are and see your responses and then reply. But I hope you're all doing really well. Are there any questions you want us to, I don't think that's how that works. Um... Uh, he didn't play the leash clip. I know. I'm very glad that he didn't find that one. Scream real quick. Ah! Um, my questions are good. Okay, I'm glad they're good. Yeah, you guys have to ask questions, please. Can we request? You know what? Leave it up to Fake Kaylee. Just, uh, instead of asking a question, just play the leash, leash clip. Like, or just like send, just do the link in the question, if that makes sense. And we'll see, we'll see if that does anything. Someone could send the clip of the questions. Yeah, okay. Exclamation mark Q. Exclamation mark Q. Uh, Simpol is calling me some bad... Simpol wouldn't do that. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe refrain from doing uh, that to Simpol, because I know that's probably what's actually happening. <sighs> I love you guys, though. You guys are always... Uh, I love introducing you guys to people because I genuinely do think you guys are like wonderful, sweet people. Oh, Gigi Echo, I love you too, Kyle. So I'm like proud to just have you guys around. Okay, Audrey, you're like not proving my point right now. I'm gonna message you after you were done with the show because I miss you. Okay. Welcome back, moms. You stop talking right away. You can keep talking, man. Don't let <laughs> this is not a classroom. You're making me feel like a teacher. Damn, did I show Are you cheating on your test right now, Akko? What's going on here? All right. Damn. They <laughs> I I'm reading the chat too. Every time this happens, I'll give you a little bit of what happens. I walk in after a bathroom break and I'll read the chat mm -hmm. just to catch up on what's going on. And I'll guess kind of roughly what's going on here. And it's just like the first thing I saw was stop being wholesome. Aw. And then you just stop. You just cut it on a dime. You make me feel like the bad guy here. Damn. It but. wasn't because you got here. It was I just saw that message in chat and I was like, okay, I'll stop now. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Fair play. Fair play. All right, Akko. Well, that being said, we are going into the heart of the show. This is what I've been doing 
with over a hundred guests here, a hundred content creators from around the world, and it's, it's it's the life story segment of the show. Now, before we get started, I'd like to say to everyone that's watching live here on Twitch, in the future on YouTube, or listening on Spotify, this, and it's the fact that any individual that's willing to share uh, even a piece of their life story should be honored, respected, and celebrated. This is not a place of judgment. This is not an interrogation. I am here to talk about essentially whatever you are willing to talk about, all right, in a structured manner. Now, here's the thing. In the nature of my job, I'm going to ask you questions, and I'm going to ask you follow-up questions. If you ever feel uncomfortable or you just don't want to answer it, feel free to give me a non-answer, a vague answer, or just tell me to move on. No problem. No questions asked. I got your back, all right? Sounds good. All right, perfect. I always say I work for the guest first and then the viewer second, which, I mean, might bite me in the ass down the road, but I, I love what I do and I want to gain that trust first. So this first segment we're going to talk about is your family life and your general upbringing. So without doxing yourself, uh, if you can give us a general city, state, location, wherever it may be, uh, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in the UK. Um I'm I'm fine with saying it. I was born in Bedfordshire. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't live there, so I'm fine. <laughs> like I don't know. There's not uh much to say, but uh, I was born when my dad was in the army, and my mum was uh, finishing her degree. Uh, the youngest child. I'm I'm a little baby. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. How Go. many siblings in total? Two. Uh, older sister, older brother. Older sister, so older sister, older brother, and then you're the youngest there. So three total. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Okay. So tell me this: as the youngest, you know, I myself am the youngest too. I'm the baby. Even at 28 years old, I'm the baby. All right. No matter what, you you will forever have that tag. Tell me the dynamics between you and your siblings. All right. Um, it's funny. I started off as the sports kid. It's like we all had like we were like a. a trio of like like the key interests i think that you would like think of like someone could go into yeah my brother is the musician and my sister is like the traditional artist like painting and, mm -hmm. and things like that um and so as i grew up uh there was a point where i stopped being interested in um sports as much and i got more interested in like computers and creating things and so I kind of went from sports to creation, which was like their things. They were both doing creation. And then at some point I picked up music and I also picked up graphic design and like art. So at some point when I became like a, a teenager, <laughs> mm. I just stole their things. I just stole their interests. It's like <laughs> they had their things. We all had. And then at some point I was just like, I will have yours and yours and I will do both of them. <laughs> um and so I, I always have things to talk to them about and, and, and things to like bounce ideas off of, even if we don't do the exact same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Me and my brother make music together um, and, and, and can talk a lot. Me and my brother are like classic brothers who make fun of each other or whatever. I'm the taller one, even though I'm the baby. Mm. So I say like, I'm the, I'm the big brother. Uh, <laughs> and he, act he accidentally introduced me as his big brother um, <laughs> at his work the other day. Yeah. <laughs> And it was the funniest thing. So, like, you know, like, I, I, I rag on him and stuff, but we're close. Um, and uh, my sister and I have had, like, in and out periods of, of talking frequently and, and being close. Uh, I have a different dad to both of my siblings. Mm -hmm. So 
oh there was always a little bit of not separation like socially but uh almost like notably you could tell that like um uh the dad that we had around at home was my dad and not their dad and you know there was just like things there and and my sister had a, a more tough upbringing than me because uh their dad was honestly like just put it like blankly like shit like just mm. not a good parent mm -hmm. um and so uh they had a lot more to deal with when i was really young and i didn't understand what was going on or what was happening and stuff and so i was really confused by the ways that that then uh, caused my sister to respond and stuff and there was a lot of like confusion and and growth that i had to do in understanding that and honestly being an like a bigger sibling at some times than i should have at that age but that's just life mm -hmm. um and being more independent and, and mature growing up because there was like a lot to deal with um in terms of that yeah tell me you know without getting too much into it i, I would love to know more about your maturity and your growth like that that's fascinating because there are such constructs where more often than not the youngest in the family is going to be the one that throws the tantrums the one that the one that's spoiled and you know again you know we're the best looking we're the tallest one. yeah, yeah you know even at five six i'm the <laughs> tallest one anywho but I'm, I'm fascinated by that because like you said you had to mature based off of external uh qualities that that were happening out of your control so so tell me uh, how exactly did you mature uh, during that time where you had to assume the role as an older sibling though you were the youngest yeah i it was sort of like um i viewed myself as really really lucky to be i mean because i was essentially like starting out like i just had more like more opportunity and, mm. and like luckiness in that situation and so the way that i subconsciously viewed it and looking back is that i couldn't mess up or do anything wrong uh, because I didn't want to cause or I couldn't be sad. I couldn't be anxious or 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 anything or get bad grades because I didn't want to cause more stress than what the troubles of my siblings lives had become because of like, like reasonably so, you know, like they went through a lot. Um, I didn't want to be another problem or another thing for my my mom to deal with or to add any more stress on her back. So even though there was never any pressure for me to to do well in school or whatever because uh, just that's how my mom and and my dad are is like there wasn't like an insane amount of pressure from them to really do anything I, I was free to do whatever i wanted if i wanted to go play football like they would support that or whatever mm -hmm. if i wanted to i don't know code then they would support that um i got I have a so in the New Zealand school system, I haven't got less than a perfect grade before. Uh, and then halfway through school, I switched to the American system. Uh, and I have a 3.97 GPA and one it's because I got one B once. But other than that, hey. it's like I hold myself to that standard. I don't even I don't think my parents know what it well. My dad will because my dad knows about the American school system, but like yeah. they don't. I don't. I don't know if they know what my GPA is. I they. I never had the pressure there to do that, but I held myself to that standard to do everything right, and that applies to to everything in my life. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist because of it, because mm. I don't want to make mistakes or or do things. But it was only because of my own pressure uh, wow. and my own standards for myself 
Mm -hmm. uh, I also, with the like no drinking, I don't smoke either or do anything. Um, I was trusted because of how I grew to mature and because of having conversations with my mom about drinking and things like that. It was like I could in high school, I, I, I would go to parties and I would get home at 4 a.m. or whatever. And my, I wouldn't have texted my mom once to say I was going to that party or whatever because I just had a mutual trust. And also my mom just like knew like I was my own person at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at a certain point, I started just, I, I don't know, cooking uh, meals myself because I wasn't eating like alongside the family and stuff. And I was just doing my own thing and, and being my own independent person. Um, and that only got more and more uh, apparent. And, and like I became more and more independent as I grew up and, and yeah. with my education and stuff. I think we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah. I like that. I like that. That's interesting. That's such a that's such a solid trajectory there of just going from the youngest, which again, well known as the de dependent, the one that is is essentially the baby to this adult, to this maturity, to this person that is uh, essentially starting their own life. Uh, that that's that's really cool. I like that. Um, let's go into your relationship with your parents. Tell me about that. Tell me about the uh, relationship between your ma and your pa. Um, my parents now are, are split up. So mm -hmm. my dad lives in Sydney, uh, in Australia, and my mom still lives with me at home. Mm -hmm. uh, as of um, now, but not in five days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom and I have always been super close. Um, my dad moved to Australia a couple times and came back and then eventually left, like, not left my life entirely, but left to Australia for good. Um, and so me and my mom are closer on the level of having conversations every day and stuff. Mm -hmm. um and we talk about a lot more like broad topics and and she taught me a lot about uh how to understand the world and important issues and things like that and is one of the reasons why i think i'm really good at being sensitive uh to a lot of issues uh, mm -hmm. and such uh whereas my dad has always or i guess since the first uh time he left there was like a little bit of a rift in our relationship um and he's always made a very clear effort to me since then to be interested in what I'm interested in, yeah. but actively not, not, um, not just to be interested in it, but he he'll go out of his way to find a Twitch article and send it to me and stuff. And, uh, and as the years have gone on, I've, I've grown to really appreciate that. And, and he, you know, he listens to the same music I do just so he can, uh, have a conversation with me about it and mm. and he really gets the twitch world sort of now he's getting there um that's cool <laughs> and and he follows me and stuff and keeps up with everything i'm doing and, and i think through my hobbies and stuff that's how he stays connected and that's why we are able to keep uh consistent communication because sometimes it's hard to remember like oh i need to text that person or that person yeah I mean, I mean, regardless of the situation between your parents, I mean, any parent that's that's willing to to meet you halfway, maybe even a little bit more and take interest in what their child is doing and even just try, just try. Yeah. Um, that's really special, man. That, that could be a life changer. Um, and, and that's that's really cool there. You mentioned that that you learned from your mom a bit of sensitivity. Can you give it a specific example? Yeah, um. 
I, it's it's really like interesting to talk about because I don't like tooting my own horn on these. This is things, the part of the. Sh- that's think... the whole point of the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it's like um, as a um, cis white person in society, mm-hmm. it's really important to understand your privilege and to understand um, the stories of underprivileged people and minorities and and just basically everyone else that is in a worse off position naturally for no actually justifiable reason Mm -hmm. um and one like with that um i I think um in terms of like yeah both maturing and I've, i've got a lot of life experience and stuff um but just being able to like grasp that and not feel sorry for myself about it like a lot of people do like oh i'm a white person i don't know you guys all have it way worse and yeah i don't don't, like it's like i don't know just being like an actual human is being like caring um but not making it my voice to tell those stories Mm. rather just echoing other people's uh stories and voices and stuff i mean like i i don't have to like beat around the bush i i called out someone like literally yesterday on twitter for just being a prick about yeah. stuff like that um and stuff but when i need to speak i'll speak and and for the other parts of it i mean it's re- it's just really important to understand and 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 be sensitive to those things i don't know they're, they're really important things to understand especially when you're in the most privileged position mm-hmm. yeah true true i um <clears throat> i want to ask you it's story time Aiko. all right it's story time mm-hmm. i want you to give us a story each from your ma and your dad Something that they've taught you in this life that you continue to hold true into your heart, something that you apply into your life to this very day. Can you give us a story from both your mom and your pa? Yeah, I'm, I, I can. It's just, you know, Of course, take your time. What, uh, as I give you time to think, what people don't realize is that this is all improv. I, you don't know any of these questions. You knew about the first part of the questions. All of this is basically a conversation. So it could be a little, you know, we're making you think on the feet the whole part of this show. So uh, take your time. Don't worry about it. I got you. But, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Just the story, uh, something that's inspired you, something that they've taught you um, and that you, you, you hold on to and, and that's important to you there. Yeah. Um, when I was 10, mm. um, and this is, this is like, I haven't really like talked about this publicly, I guess, but I i'm cool with sharing this um and i kind of referenced it a second ago um with everything going on in my family and stuff it was all i don't know it all got really stressful for everyone and there was a lot of arguments and stuff being thrown around i didn't really know what was going on fully but um at the time my dad left to australia but without contact and there was about a a year's period where i didn't uh properly hear from him you know like like properly properly or yeah. have any plans to to meet up or for me to fly out and see him or whatever and it kind of felt like he was just gone um and during that period of time uh my mum would read books to me i mean whether or not like not just because of that situation just like i loved books um and literacy and stuff and so did my mum or i guess my mum kind of gave me that mm. um and so we would hang out like we would like cuddle in bed and stuff and and she would she would read the book and i would listen and and stuff and i remember one time i like just with everything going on i like broke down and i was just like crying like a lot 
a lot a lot and and when you're a a boy growing up um you know everyone like you're not meant to cry blah blah blah. all all of those common things it it, we talk about it a lot now it's good that we do uh but one of the things i was like i don't want to cry obviously Mm -hmm. and my mom taught me like that is what makes you a good human if you couldn't empathize with yourself and your own emotions like you're not going to be able to empathize with other people's emotions and my mom sort of taught me to take that pain or that you know that sadness and 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 use it in in my own right to to be a caring person yeah i love that that's huge and i love that your mom was there uh to to teach you that and and it's not even it's one of those things where it's not like uh your mom is just telling you, hey, I care, or I love you. She shows it. She's there constantly. She's trying to comfort you during this time of the unknown, especially as a child where uh, a lot of this is going over our head, and we yeah. don't have explanation for it, and it's a bigger picture, and, and we are truly too young to comprehend it. And that is a, that is a very strong woman to, to be able to hold their head up high and continue forward, um, not just living her own life, but raising all of yours as well. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. How about one from your dad? Yeah. I think um, in a less specific story sense, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of rides off the topic. Um, in terms of like proper, proper forgiveness. Yeah. Like in a way, my dad taught me to forgive and to understand um, even though, you know, I'm, I'm a 10-year-old, I'm not meant to uh, understand at that point. But mm-hmm. going on since then... Um, with you know the bonding we've done and and talking about things and stuff even if we don't talk about exactly those things or what went on in that period of time like Mm -hmm. being able to to understand and let go of things like that um and still have a good relationship i think is more valuable than if i held on to that uh forever and for a while it was it was like a pent-up emotion that i didn't i didn't even know i had that i was upset about or whatever i i moved into i lived in australia for a year when i was 12 mm-hmm. with my dad um and i didn't even know what was happening at the time but i would make so many aggressive jokes that were on they were only jokes but they were like oh you're so old and stuff but like mm-hmm. i would say 60 70 percent of the things that i said to him at that point in time were just mean things even though i was kidding i think it was a, a way of uh taking that energy and and putting it out and i didn't even know i was doing that but you know being able to grow and and learn from that i think at my point in time in life right now i'm a person that sometimes a little too much i see uh the human behind everything even if someone's being a complete asshole or a complete just bad person i'm i'm a little too forgiving sometimes but it gives me the opportunity to empathize with people and and understand where people are coming from and a lot of time that means i don't get hurt by someone doing something to me i can be defensive of my friend but then i can also be like i can i can take a situation down and i can rationalize and i can be like that person did not mean to do that to you that doesn't invalidate your emotions it doesn't invalidate my feelings when someone hurts me but what it does it, it, is break it down to the core of what actually happened is that person was emotional mm-hmm. or they had this emotion or that emotion or whatever and, and they did that thing because of it they didn't mean it to you um and you can choose to to not forgive them because it can still be a terrible thing uh but it it, i think it makes it hurt a lot less um and that's one of the things that i think i learned wow holy cow 
That's really beautiful. Uh, yeah. If I may ask, all right, this is a personal question, and feel free again. Like I said, you know, don't you don't got to answer it. But the the thing that kept ringing in my mind as you're telling me that, you know, in a, in a kind of backwards way, your 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 dad taught you forgiveness, which is such a powerful thing. How did you recognize that you didn't need the closure, you didn't need all the answers, and that a healthy relationship with your dad and just being there and loving one another was more important than anything else? Really interesting. Oh, like it's like interesting to think about in in that sense. Mm -hmm. I think there was a point in time... Um, where I visited him in Australia um, when I was maybe 16, 17. So I had matured a lot more and maybe understood that I had been hurt. Um, where I I was really close with all my other friends and stuff. And, and I, I kind of was that like therapist friend. Obviously, I'm not a licensed therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Treat me as one. But I was that friend that, uh, that talked to everyone about what was going on in their lives and stuff. And I saw all of these other people's broken families um, and all of the things going on. And I realized at some point that sometimes like communication is extremely valuable and, and, and stuff, but sometimes coming to terms with it yourself and understanding that the other person maybe just isn't good at communicating. <laughs> Or like just like that thing, like to have a discussion about is is only going to be confusing for both of you, and mm -hmm. and and more so like that I still love them, and they still have a lot of love for me. That never changed. What is in reality is we both hurt in different ways, um, and express them in different ways, uh, but at some point one of us has to let go of it. And in this case, it was me. Um, and, and maybe that was done through him making me happy in other ways, mm -hmm. rather than having that communication, but showing me that he was interested in my music or something like that. You know, it, it's like, it, he apologized through actions. And sometimes if someone can't communicate, they can't communicate, but they're still trying. They still want to make that up to you. They know they did something, you know, and just through time and, and like learning, you, you get there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. We are in the first part of your life story and I'm blown away. <laughs> that shit, that hit, that struck a chord, man. I love that. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Honestly, that's a blessing to hear. All right. Uh, I want to do one more thing here in the family segment before we move on. All right. Uh, I don't really consider myself a content creator. I've said this time and time again. Okay. I, I consider myself who creates and captures memories and moments. You know, this show is essentially a time capsule where down the road in life, however long it may be, as long as YouTube's still standing, you can revisit it. And you can revisit all the old stories you talked about, maybe how much you've grown or maybe just those things you miss about that time in your life. So I want to ask you this, Akko, all right? Hell, in five days, you're about to go to the UK to, to, to start a new chapter in your life. But I want to ask this, wherever you go in life, what is something that your ma, your dad, your siblings should always remember about the baby? 
Hmm. I think uh, like one of the things that I'm so proud of in myself um, and that I want people to remember me as or for, or, and I want to look back and be like, hey, maybe I wasn't as mature as I thought back then, and now I've grown a bunch or whatever. Because obviously, like, me in the future will probably cringe a little bit hearing some of the things I say. Um, I just want to still be and to have people remember uh, me as as, like, someone who listens and pays attention really actively. I love humans and I, and I love seeing how that human talks to that human or like, Oh my God, these people from that side of my life and that side of my life are now talking and they get along really well. And this person said this thing and that hurt that person, but why did they do it? And just like really getting to the nitty gritty of like, why did people do things? It's, it's like, it's, it's pretty beautiful to just like look at people and, and understand them. Um, and so if I care about you, I mean, sometimes it's just like people I don't even care about. But if I do care about you, like I'm like, even if I seem distant at times or, or whatever, I'm always paying attention and trying to understand and and doing my best to 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 just grasp yeah. people. Yeah. Wow. That is such an underrated quality. Uh, nowadays i think it's because of the instant gratification we get you know short form content tiktok youtube shorts you know you go on youtube and oh, everything's so cut you know everything needs to go yeah. action 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 but to have the ability to listen and really listen with intent and and not respond as to react we're not a react andy but to respond with 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 candor with with having them understand that they're being heard that is a very powerful and beautiful thing and it's very rare to see around our our, our day and age and especially around our ages to be honest you know maybe in the older i think i think you you you're giving me very old soul vibes i love it it's because it, you remind you know i, I vibe with that that's I, I have the same mo so i i appreciate you so much that was beautiful that was so beautiful let's move on here all right I want to talk about uh, a bit of your education. I want to talk about who younger uh, Akko was, all right? So uh, in, in high school, there are a lot of cliques. There are a lot of stereotypes. Yeah, we're all familiar mm -hmm. with the jocks, the nerds, the popular kids, the preppy kids, the stoners, the emos, whatever you want. There's so many. There's so many. In that spectrum of stereotypes, where do you feel you, you uh, were classified as and why? the high the education section of this like i'm there's gonna be a point here where you're like is he telling the truth oh, um test me here we go yeah so for the first uh three what two and a half years of mm -hmm. my education i was in the the new zealand school system from year nine to halfway through year 11 uh in in the new zealand school system i went to a like what you would just deem as like a pretty normal high school it was like 1600 kids so that's pretty big um and in that period of my life, uh, I I was like, I was a a jock presented like like forward to everyone else. I was a jock. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I've said at the same time, I got really good grades. I really paid attention and stuff. So I didn't fit that side of the stereotype. But no one knew that when <laughs> whenever I got praised for academics, my friends would be like, "What? Yeah, who'd you cheat <laughs> off of?" <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> 
and then at the same time i also like was gaming all the time to uh fair be it it was it was nba 2k uh for most of that period of time okay. so it, it kind of fit the jock thing still because yeah. it was like playing with all my, my basketball lads and stuff like that um but I, I, I mean, I was still friends with people that like did computer science. I, I, I had uh, what is it, digital tech class and stuff, and, and like I was doing all those things and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to most of the school, I was just like on the varsity basketball team and playing football and 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 things like that. And that was how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. But in year eleven, halfway through uh, the year, I switched to a school. Um, the was it's a traveling boarding school it's the world's first traveling boarding school so each term which is four terms in a year in the school system i was in a different country so from grade 10 11 12 12 no because of covid but it would have been 12 as well Mm -hmm. uh grade 10 and 11 i went to uh like maybe 10 different countries uh, just because we stopped in a like, couple places as well um, for schools. Um, and so I I um, I can list them off real quick. So yeah, go ahead, like, please. So Botswana, India, Japan, uh, Spain, Oman, Greece, Germany. I feel like I'm forgetting because <laughs> I did it out of order. But yeah, uh, that's the main ones we spent like two months time in yeah so tell me this at, at that age you know you're much younger what did that experience mean to you you know especially you're not really calling any place home but you're which is the downside you can you can feel a little homesick but on the upside it's yeah. like you're experiencing so many different cultures around you what did that mean for you at that specific time in your life yeah when i when I like said that throughout my teenage years, at some point, um, mm-hmm. uh, the like I matured and I it, like it added to that independency that I was already starting to develop because mm-hmm. you know I would hop on a plane and live in a different country for two months at a time. I was only home for five weeks and then two months away, five weeks, two months away, five weeks. I. In, in the same sense that my mom taught me to be sensitive to issues and understand things, I also learned through experience. You know, I, I lived across the street from a slum in India. I quite literally got to see not not just like a societal like gap in in like income and, and the rich versus the poor. I have seen like a fucking mansion right next to the slums. I've really got to see like from from that to seeing the tech world in Japan and understanding their culture to meeting, um, I think I even have a pencil that they gave me a Hibakusha, a survivor of uh, like a nuclear bomb, so of Hiroshima. Mm. Um, like I got to meet one of the last like people that uh, survived that. All of the things that I've experienced, like I, it's unbelievable. I'm still unpacking it. I remember saying while it was happening, like. I five weeks home after two months in a country and doing cultural uh, like investigation and and learning all those things. The school really like gave me the opportunity to like investigate whatever I really wanted um, and, and stuff because it had a completely different system to most traditional schools. Mm-hmm. It just gave me the opportunity to grow immensely as a human, get to meet people, uh, 
yeah it's just it, the the people i've met the things i've learned uh they're going to be things that i remember and learn more from for the next 10 years i'm not gonna stop going oh my god like in this country i met this person i didn't yeah. realize exactly what this taught me at the time but now i'm looking at it i'm like oh, like this quality in life and yeah there's so much to unpack that's a complete i mean you were immersed you you were immersed in the culture you 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 witnessed firsthand you know i myself as well has been to india and it, it is stunning to see such such uh differences and gaps between the the wealthy and and the poor and it's just it's insane yeah. how you know usually uh the the rich will live amongst themselves right and they'll they'll try to find the nicest area and and they'll just stay within their bubble but it yeah. takes a certain type of like to be honest like rudeness evil if you may to just have that yeah. much wealth and all around you are those that can't afford or those that are struggling it takes a certain it, that that hits different and and that's a wild experience to have had at your age in high school that's insane that is wild I, I do have to ask the layup questions, of course. All right. What was your go-to uh, subject? What was the subject that you either thrived in or you looked forward in doing because you loved it so much? Mm -hmm. um, for traditional school, mm -hmm. uh, English, writing essays, uh, like research papers, things like that. Um, I am... I, I love reading and stuff. I don't do it as much as I should or really much anymore, but that's like my core thing. I, I'm also good at it uh, naturally, which helps. Um, but I really just like love, I, I guess it goes down to that, like getting to know people and things like that. It's like getting like reading uh, like into an author and reading all of their, their um, like pieces of, of literacy from like short, books and stuff like i will i will like fall in love with one author and i'll want to read everything they've ever written to be like <laughs> this is the story they were painting from from their life mm -hmm. um and this is all the pieces coming together this is i'm getting better as a writer but also as a human and learning things and i'm like oh they wrote this uh and then this character shows up that was actually in this book that they never really like fully published or whatever. i don't know i really like uh learning things and it's like the the BS stuff that English teachers will be like, oh, this scene was green because of this, but like actual things mm -hmm. that you can't deny have a connection. Um, they, I, I like really love those things. But then when I got out of the traditional school system, I still had that interest, but I started to get more into tech things. Um, and I sort of became the tech guy at our school. So um, from coding neural networks in oman to uh animating a virtual reality film uh video editing making a documentary and and learning to edit that myself making music and learning how production works and and things like these i i i, I like i loved creating mm -hmm. um but only on computers i loved computers and and things like that uh and it's funny because that was kind of like i turned from this uh sports kid to this like creative like throw everything at the wall and i love i, I learned too many skill skills in such a short period of time that i go back to it like i don't know how to code a neural network anymore that was complicated as hell but i learned it in two months and then oh, i just wait. was like okay i learned that now i'm gonna do virtual reality now i'm gonna do this thing jesus yeah man 
That is what you are. You're right. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you prefaced at the beginning of the segment. Like, you're not going to believe me, moms. All right. I pro- <laughs> you're not going to believe me because this is quite the resume. This is insane. Like, I'm trying to like, uh, oftentimes when my guest is talking to, I'm thinking, all right, what was I doing around this time my age? And I'm, you, you're putting me in a, pot, a spot where I'm just like, ah, forget it, man. Hey, it's, it's cool. You know, I was over here eating like a Costco hot dog trying to figure out who I'm taking to prom. And you're over here coding, traveling the world, seeing the, uh, uh, in, <laughs> the, the differences in, in gap culture or in the cultures around the world. It's insane. That's so wild. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Story time once again. Okay. Uh, so it's story time uh, once again. I want to ask you this. During your time uh, in high school, and you could choose either traditional or, or not, whichever, the boring school or the regular one, I want you to give us uh, a tale, uh, whether it be a good one, a memory, if you may, whether it be a good one, one that you cherish, something that just really means the world to you, something that you know you every now and then you'll revisit in your mind because it's just something that's so beautiful and inspires you or built you up in a certain way that 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 you just hold close to your heart, essentially, uh, or I want you to give us a story that of, of, of difficulty, a tribulation, a challenge in your life that you had to overcome during those high school years. And what did you learn from that? All right. One of those stories. Yeah, there's like too many to pick from. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> which is the which is the most uh, valuable point. Um, OK, one of the things that I'm most proud of um, and 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 therefore it, it's it's a point in time uh where i came to realize that i was interested in these techie things where i like became self-aware of it um <laughs> my regulars or like people that know me and uh, whether it be my mods or, or like active chatters uh always like kind of make fun of when i talk about this because it's it's like a mega flex mm-hmm. um but it also gets brought up a lot because it's it's based on this tapestry behind me. Yeah. Um, the like poster. Um, and it, it's like, uh, so when I was, uh, I, I was 16 or 17 at the time, uh, I, I went to Japan and I, for those two months in Japan, my main project and main focus uh, was learning about virtual reality. Um, well, more so uh, XR, which is like all of like virtual reality, AR, mixed reality, all of the things with like uh, the future of uh, just that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I focus on, on virtual reality and learn how it is a more immersive media, learn how to make virtual reality films and stuff. And I used a camera at the time to uh, shoot. Uh, I created a whole like syllabus for a year of um, like it was essentially like I created a module to teach people about mental health and, and like core issues and stuff uh, that uh, with a film. And then I wasn't proud of that project. I didn't like how it came out, but I really loved virtual reality. And one of the things my school did was if I wanted to do something further from one of the projects they built for us, I could uh, get funding and, and sort of apply and be like, this is what I want to do now um, with, with my break uh five weeks at home like i'm like i, I want to do this with my time i really enjoyed virtual reality we give me this credit for it um and can i have this equipment so that i can film this or whatever and then i spent um like a month or so with one of my friends animating a film mm-hmm. a virtual reality film uh that then 
uh, because of, I, I guess, I don't know, like charisma and, and talking to this guy who had a lot of connections and stuff, who was one of our like guest speakers about virtual reality. Um, he invited me to present that film uh, at a United Nations conference in Germany. So then my school paid for flights and a hotel to go to Germany um, and present this to a bunch of really, really important people. Um, so this is the this is a United Nations Sustainable Development Goals poster uh, that they gave me because I, I was there and stuff. I got to meet like ministers of health and things like that and show them my project. Um, I got me a job eventually with one of the contacts, contacts I made and stuff. But one of the main things was that um, I was really going through it mentally at the time. So uh, after the Japan term, um, I, I went home and I went through, I, I we'll talk about this more later, but I, I went through a breakup um, with someone I'd been with for a while. And I spent that whole term just working on this project. Yeah. And it was like my baby of like, I had like spent a lot of time on this. And, and then I got to go to uh, Germany and present it. And it was almost like, like a flower like a flowering moment like i like was coming into my own mm -hmm. and i got to meet a lot of new people in germany of like people that like i would never imagine being able to meet um and obviously being at a united nations conference is is super cool too and it was just like it was a surreal moment that kind of flipped a switch in my life and and made me start pushing my uh passion for creating things and and doing those types of things and also getting to go to conferences and and uh meet new people because i realized i really enjoyed that and things like that that's huge that's huge and yeah we will get to to the relationship ship stuff uh in in just a bit and how that affected you in that moment but how how wild to be again at your age to be at a united nations kind of conference and and trying to and essentially learning what your passions are, what you what you love, what you're interested in. And, and really, again, the theme of what I'm hearing with all this traveling and this exploration of your, your interest is immersion. That's what I keep hearing in, in, in the back end is just, oh, you're, you're diving in uh, head first and, and you're yeah. seeing on the other side. Wow. Like you said, this blossoming moment, this moment of of similar to when you went on twitter and you realized hey you know oh anyone interested in living here in the uk here in the in this uh conference recognizing wow this is kind of exactly where i need to be right now if not exactly yeah. where i need to be right now that's really beautiful that's really beautiful you mentioned earlier that covid had shut down that final year your senior year essentially your graduating year can you speak a little bit about that did you end up graduating how was that final year with covid for you yeah, so my school acts on a um, scholarship basis. I did not, I could not afford to travel the world. Um, and uh, so for the first two years and even the like last year, like mm -hmm. I qualified for my scholarship and, and got to keep it uh, and stuff. Uh, that last year, it was a constant, are we going to be able to travel? No one knew what COVID was happening. I went home from Panama with COVID starting to make headlines. Um, which was my uh it was a it was the the third to last term oh no the second the second to last ter term in the second year of my school i went home from panama like oh there's this this virus is spreading and stuff and i remember hearing about it and just being like oh yeah and, and just kind of passing it off I, I i didn't take it super seriously 
and then uh, so be it two months later or, or no a month later couldn't go to the final term in greece um and then it was like okay we'll we'll start next year and then it was like can't make that term it was every single term was like we're gonna try and make it work we're gonna see with covid regulations we're gonna see and i still have not seen my friends from school there was no like last goodbye to them i haven't seen uh the people who i used to live in a hotel with for for most of the year um in in ages (laughs) and we all graduated in a zoom class online i actually graduated like 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 whilst streaming like it was after i started streaming that i graduated high school um so uh there are people from twitch that were like in the we we youtube live streamed uh (laughs) my graduation which is so funny because i I was like a streamer um and my my school was youtube live streaming it and some of my twitch friends were were in the chat <laughs> and i remember texting one of my friends because the stream had like 80 viewers or something like yeah that. i remember te- texting people and being like yeah my graduation's partner numbers let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm hearing it bum banana and that's for a tier one sub over here that's so funny <laughs> that's so good uh, you know I, I i i've talked to a lot of people about the whole zoom graduation but i i'm, I'm very interested in what you said earlier where you're like there was no goodbye. You know, usually in the cookie cutter high school world prior to COVID, you have all those corny like bonfires, meetup. Oh, we're going to be, guys, yeah. we're going to be friends forever. Sign my yearbook, whatever that may be. All right. And especially yeah. in your case, when you've traveled with these people, that goes beyond. There's a, there's a, there's a bond there that cannot be broken. There is a certain special bond that uh, transcends just education. You're literally living with one another. So yeah. when that was abruptly taken away from you, what were you feeling at that moment when you really, again, that, that mentality of not having the opportunity to say goodbye and have closure, proper closure, what did that mean to you? It was, it was rough. It, it's, some of the people that I haven't spoken to in, in maybe six months now or something, just because like it's so hard to keep contact when mm-hmm. you don't have like a regular reason to or, or whatever. Like some of those people uh, were, again, like some of the most important people in like my gr- most important years of life. Like when you're really growing as a human, when we're all learning those things, some of the people that, that I went to Germany with, you know, it, people that I took our shifts with in Botswana lying in the desert where we had to sit up with a flashlight and listen and stare into the desert at night to see if there were lions coming to alert the rangers because we were just sleeping in just tents like the people that I've done those things with Mm -hmm. I don't talk to that much anymore one of the the benefits of that is once I get out of New Zealand um although you know there's omicron right now and stuff and i have to be careful uh yeah. with covid but but you know at, once i get out of new zealand because new zealand you can't leave and come back our borders are fully closed so i haven't been able to leave the country since covid first started mm-hmm. but uh being able to uh being being able to like I don't know. I have I have a friend in in Germany. I have a friend in the Bahamas. I have a friend in New York. I have a friend in Atlanta. I have a friend. I have these people just scattered across the world because yeah. none of us. Uh, there's there's one other kid from New Zealand, and he lives in the UK. So I'm gonna go see him in the UK. I have all of these friends around that once I get out, I can finally go see them all and stuff. There's gonna be like five or six 
of us that just luckily happen to all be in 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 the uk right mm. when i move in so i get to finally see people again and stuff but the reality is i switched to this school and i started traveling and stuff and i lost contact with a lot of my friends in new zealand and then COVID happened and we were in this little bubble away from the rest of the world and I had to do my best to rekindle some of my old friendships and stuff. Not that I like purposely left them behind or whatever. It's just different lives. I like I was in a completely different place. There's only a few of them that I kept contact with. And so for a while it was like a really lonely uh, point in, in life. And yeah, I guess I, I feel like streaming maybe was the solution to that. I didn't have much to do with myself mm-hmm. uh, other than that really cool that you have contacts around the world feels like the avengers for some reason you know anywhere you go (laughs) in some sort of proximity you could hit someone up and be like hey let's link up you know how are you doing how's life uh and 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 all that jazz but definitely i love that you you have the assessment as well of understanding it is tough to to manage these relationships when when there's such an abrupt cutoff and, and no closure to that. So that, that, good on you there. One last question about your education here. We move on. Uh, you know, you, you had your Zoom graduation, all that jazz. You have your diploma. What is your next step? What is your next decision post high school? And, and why are you making this choice? In that last year of high school, I, um, I said the whole time I was going to apply to college and I have the grades to apply to college. Um, I have all the references. Um, I, I, I could have gotten a pretty good scholarship probably at a pretty good, uni- like at, at like somewhere that I wanted to go to. Um, but with COVID and not being able to travel anymore, everything just being shut down and stuff. Um, I, I don't know, things fell apart and I didn't do it. And at some point I said to myself, if I wanted to go to college, I would have written my college essay by now. Like I would have written my application essay by now. If I actually wanted to do this, I would have done it. I'm not a person that doesn't do the things that I want to do. And so what I said was, what I really do every day is is watch content creators and consume content and, and do things like that. I, I make music, I listen to music. And I was like, I don't know which one of these things is going to work. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be music in three months. I don't know if it's going to be this video editing job that I'm doing right now, leading to another contact and I keep doing editing. I don't know if uh, I was coding a mobile game at one point. I don't know if that's going to be the thing that, that pays off or if it's going to be streaming. And so one of the things was just like, like uh, my name's Shay. I was, uh, I was like, I told myself, I was like, Shay, like you have to do these things that you really want to do that you're really thinking about and doing all day doesn't matter which one of them pays off one of these things like you are good at learning skills one of these things is going to work and so i just put all of my time into grinding things i actually cared about and and putting 110% into it and at some point streaming did really 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 well and so then i was like i'm really enjoying this this is sick and I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And, and now I'm like, oh, I'm moving to the UK. And it's like, it's just all of these things I adjust in, in the moment now. Um, as long as I'm under a roof, um, I have a computer. I'm pretty, pretty happy. You're set. You're good to go. Yeah. I, I, I think part of growing up uh, is recognizing that even though you're given a diploma, whether it be high school, college, you're 
master's or doctorate, whatever it may be, you never stop being a student. You are yeah. constantly learning. And, and it's really cool to hear it from someone who just, you know, you, you graduated high school. You've lived quite a bit of life. And, and whether it be all the experiences that you've had overseas from your high school boarding school, uh, whether it be content creation, whether it be music, whatever avenue you choose, you're constantly learning. And, and I, yeah. I, you know, that's something I would hope to impart with a lot of people. And, I, and that's what I learned from you or from hearing you, at least. And that's really I, I love that a ton. That's something I hope to still stay true, even at the age of 28, man. That's that's awesome. That's awesome here. All right. Uh, let's move on to the third part here. I'm going to ask you a bit about your work history. But before we do, again, bathroom, water, anything. I'm cool. I'm chill. You're I'm chill. good. Yeah, I'm good. This is one of the few times for me, too. I'm pretty good because I forgot to drink water, man. You've got me engaged <laughs> in this conversation. Uh, usually, I just have time to just sip, sip, sip. But I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning forward the whole story here. Uh, let's talk about your work history, all right? I do this segment similar to a resume. And in that part that says, give me a bit of your work experience or, or, or applicable experience for this job. I want you to choose three former jobs, all right? Three former jobs, if you have three to share uh, that you've done in your past that were impactful to you in your life. Do you have three jobs or less? I have two um, that, I, that I've done, and then I can come up with one that, well, something that if I were to have a conversation with an employer that I would like to share about uh, my experience, if that makes sense. Okay, sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll start with two like actual actual jobs that I was, I guess, employed to <laughs> to do. Awesome. Um, the first one, uh, which uh, is is Wendy's. Um, okay. Yeah, I worked at Wendy's for. I don't even know if it was six months, mm -hmm. um, but it, it was my first like actual job. And it was during the period of time where COVID had shut everything down. I wasn't traveling for my school. And I was like, I, I don't know, I would, I could do with some money. I didn't need money for anything. I didn't have a PC yet at this point. And I didn't have the goal of saving up to buy a PC, but that was where that money eventually uh, ended up going into. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I learned that, I can stick my head down and do pretty much anything. I, I don't care about uh, that. If I if I have to go do a job, I have to go do a job. Like it's, I'm I'm pretty good at not complaining. But that I don't see talking to humans as work. So I could work yeah. frontline or the drive through, and I would be like, why am I getting paid to do this? Like I'm just sitting here <laughs> like all day, like just talking to humans. That's not yeah. hard. That's not. So so for me. Now I'm looking at it. And I'm like, if I ever need to, you know, get a bit of extra money or, or, or whatever. I mean, what I do on Twitch is talking to people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like if I can work at a cafe and, and just like take orders and, and stuff like that, or if I can, like things like that. It's just like it. Even though that point in time, I wasn't very confident or good at talking to people. As soon as it's my job, as soon as I like, I have the power in that situation, I guess, and I control the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like I. I'm it's easy it comes it comes naturally for me and and I can be nice and and be a good customer service person I don't care about putting on that voice yeah. for for that yeah I don't know I yeah you know I, I'm a big believer that uh that everyone should work some sort of customer service gig at some point in their life yeah it's a very humbling job you learn a lot you learn a lot can you give us a a story 
of, of, of your time at Wendy's. What's something that you learned about yourself on the job? Mm-hmm. Um, a story that taught me something or just a story from customer service? You know what? Your choice. Okay, okay. Because I, I thought of something initially and I was like, this didn't really teach me anything. It's yeah. just a funny story. Just hit me with I've, I've told this. I've told this on stream once before, I think, um, but <laughs> I had sort of like a, just a really interesting experience with I, 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 they're a customer, but they were also a peer in, in high school. And um, in high school, they used to message me a lot on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> um, and at some point I just stopped responding, but they kept like messaging me mm. and and then I would see them in places that I was at often and stuff. And they would always just be looking at me and stuff. I was, it was a weird like situation. They were also older than me. Like I, I was um, like uh, a year in the year below them. Um, but one time they came through the drive-thru and this was, it had been like a couple years since I'd interacted with them or seen them or anything. So I, I like sort of forgot everything that happened. And they were a little like stalkery, but they didn't do anything bad to me or whatever. Okay. Uh, but they came through the drive through and, and no one in New Zealand, no one likes Wendy's like not to completely really? like, slander the, okay. like no one really goes this Wendy's particularly as well as like, just like not the nicest place. Mm -hmm. Um, but Wendy's is more expensive than any other fast food and not that much better, um, than anything. So people don't really go to Wendy's, but this this girl came through the drive thru once, mm -hmm. and then every single shift I worked, she came through the drive thru. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it was just like I just knew, like I I would see the car or whatever, I'd hear yeah. the voice on like the drive thru thing. She was just there every single time, yeah. and it was just like it was just like a little nothing ever happened. Uh huh. But it was just it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was yeah, like, she's looking for a different type of frosty, dude. That's just. <laughs> She, uh, that's, uh, yeah, she, oh, no. <laughs> she going for a whole ass snack right there. That's ridiculous. How did you handle that? How did you handle internally? Cause, or unless you took it to a manager or something that you had somewhat of a stalker in this situation. <laughs> I just did nothing. I don't know. What? I just, I just nodded my head along and did my job and, and went home. There was one time where we were shutting and I was, and she like, Went through the drive-through ride at the end of our shift, and we were like, "Sorry, mm -hmm. like we're closed." Um, she was fully just like in the parking lot for a bit, and it was just like really weird. But I, I just, <laughs> man, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do anything about it. I just, yeah. What the <laughs> hell? Dealt what? With it. So you, she just chilling in the parking lot. She's just waiting for your shift to finish. Yeah, I just went home. I don't. I didn't say anything to her. I just like. <laughs> I you, did you try? Did she try to tail you, dude? That's terrifying. <laughs> That's so scary. What the hell? Oh my gosh. Eventually, was it, did she stop once you quit or did she stop once you just eventually time just went by? There was definitely like a period of time where she just like stopped going through the drive through enough. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. She, mm -hmm. yeah, she just stopped showing up as much. But, but I obviously when I quit, um, I, it, it fully just stopped. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Jeez Louise. Imagine if she found you here, man. Oh my gosh! On Twitch, right now. tier three. Uh, All right, is <laughs> that's wild. That's why I like that. I like that. One last question of your time at Wendy's. I want you to give us the lowdown. All right, I want you because I I don't live too far from Wendy's. I was thinking about that for dinner. Yeah. All right, 
What is something okay. in the back end that we need to know about uh, about uh, about Wendy's? What is that, what either an order that we should go for, an order that we should avoid, uh, general Wendy's practices? Tell us something about it. Um, I don't know if you're specific because I think it's different by location. Yeah. Um, but me and my friend once, right? We had this whole idea, right? Because I had I had one of like my closest friends. He actually like plays the same like like game of minecraft as me and we had like this like bond i i'd known him since like uh freshman year mm-hmm. uh so me and him were super close and we used to sit in wendy's and talk about like how we wanted to both become streamers or do the this creative project he wants to like be a fashion designer too and like like all of these different things and one day we were like we had this customer ask if we had a burger that had a pineapple slice in it um because we sold like cinnamon pineapple slices yeah and they were like oh do you have like a hawaiian burger and we just don't offer that huh. now manager did not let us like create this for mm-hmm. the customer <laughs> um but we me and the my friend like got to talking and we were like what if we like like what if i use my animation skills and your graphic design skills and we came up with like an ad campaign and stuff and then we did it through tiktok because tiktok is so good at blowing random shit up where we were mm-hmm. just like oh, we were working our shift one day and we came up with this idea. And so we like tried this burger, right? Mm-hmm. With um the Wendy's, we had, we tried like a few different versions and stuff, but the Wendy's barbecue sauce with a chickenator, bacon and a pineapple slice, oh um, obviously lettuce. It was so good. Like it was so like, weird. actually it was, it was so good. And I don't, I don't like Wendy's that much. Mm-hmm. I did not like the food that much, but we like made this burger and we were like, oh my God. We never end up like creating the the plan for it. What? Are you kidding we didn't me? Do Are you that kidding me? We just we just ate the burger, talked about it all day, and then never did it. it you sucks. know I'm gonna have to clip this and send it to Wendy's right now. You know that, right? <laughs> That's just what's gonna happen. That's how the show I, I works. So. Yeah. Please, yeah. I just hey, future future editor moms, I'll you know make sure you cut that. That's fantastic. That's so cool. Like. Oh my gosh! At what point in life am I just going to be working for you? That's a beautiful idea. I love you. You put your ear to the to the you know you have your hand on the pulse, as they say, and understanding what the people want. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right, so that's job number one, and you stayed there for how long? Uh, it's between I'd say four and six months. Four and I'm six months. Sure. All right, a good little chunk of time. And what's job number two? Job number two kind of leads off of um, when I went to Germany and mm-hmm. uh, uh, got all those contacts and stuff. I met this dude who runs, um, you know, on Snapchat when you swipe right and there's like news stories. Yeah. Yeah. He runs one of the companies that does those. Um, oh, wow. And they were launching a, uh, a series uh, with Facebook. So that like kind of going onto a different platform but being promoted like officially like a series partnered and and posted officially through Facebook not just like posting like on the open like posting part mm-hmm. um and uh this guy that owned the whole company um he me and him had talked a bit in the past and stuff and and they posted about needing video editors and that was my main thing i did freelance video editing before this uh of like music videos and and things like that uh and animating and things like that but then i saw that opportunity i was like i know that this guy already knows me so even though i don't have the best portfolio in the world or any qualifications 
uh, if I reach out, if I apply and then I reach out to him and say, I applied mm-hmm. and, and cause he, he, we already have our like conversations and stuff. There's a pretty high chance I get this. And I did get the job, uh, video editing for them. Uh, and so for a while I was, uh, I was doing that. Uh, and that's actually why I quit Wendy's is cause I got that job opportunity and I, and I started doing video editing. That's sick. And how long have you been doing that for? Uh, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. I um, I know it ended at, at the end of the year. Like I stopped working with them around around December. Um, I I had issues with like the period of time it took them to pay me. Um, yeah. And also, I realized that although I really like video editing and I was pretty good at it, um, other people like I'm a perfectionist in the sense that like like the videos like having to edit it to whatever they they needed for me mm-hmm. wasn't as enjoyable as creating my own videos because i film it the way i want and have the audio the way i want and then i make the final edit the way i want and i did not like just doing subtitles or just doing what someone else wanted i like being able to lead that uh project myself and so i, I didn't have as much fun doing that as i did working with someone and being like oh you want this video uh this music video like edited and you're just an artist you don't know anything about video editing or what you want the final product to look like you you and and just sort of working with people and being more creative with it than just a uh and it like kind of stuck in a box type of editor yeah it's dope i like that so what did you learn during your time uh as an editor here uh i learned I need to be more um, forward with when, like when I have a contract with someone and they owe me like over a thousand dollars. It got to at some point, like I let people push me over so easily. It's like, if someone owes me that much money, like I have to ask for that money, even though I shouldn't have to, it should Mm -hmm. just be paid to me. It's like, and i would leave it for months at a time it took me maybe three four months for me to be like hey like you need to give me this like i'm (laughs) okay yeah and and i i sort of learned that i need to have more respect for myself uh not just as an editor but in 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 life It, it it also reflects onto some of my personal relationships and things that have happened of like like stand up for myself you know yeah what what was it? Why why not? Why why did it take so long? Why did it take literally over a thousand dollars to push you over that edge to finally believe in yourself to say, hey, you know what? This is not right. Or hey, I, yeah. I'm owed these dues. I've given you my time. I've given you my effort. Uh, you know how can I? I need to be taken care of as well. Yeah, I think it was that, um, and I still have this kind of feeling with Twitch. Actually, it was yeah. you know when I got the job, I was like, this doesn't work even if I don't enjoy the editing as much as other editing, like I was going to sit on after effects all night anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if I was going to do it anyways, like I didn't feel like I was working a job and therefore I didn't feel like I was exactly owed anything. Uh, and so even though I was legally <laughs> um, and, and even morally, obviously, because it is work and it is real work. Um, and that's just like a, a logical fallacy in, in my own brain that I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just really hard for me to be like, uh, like if I already didn't, like, I guess, respect my time in, in, in that sense. Uh, I, I didn't have the motivation to be like, hey, give me what you owe me. Yeah. Ah, damn. 
damn, damn, damn. So you stayed there. Technically, uh, it was supposed to be for the end of the year, but all that jazz happened, and you you called it off. Uh, was it, it hopefully a clean breakup? Yeah, I I don't like. It wasn't as official as it should have been. Like, mm. um, so I wasn't under a certain term. It was just like a relative agreement of like, this is how long this Facebook project is. If things are really good, we'll keep going and stuff. So like, technically, um, if I wanted to work on an edit for them or anything, they could just like, they could just send me something and yeah. and and I we wouldn't have to re-sign a contract because we never like split officially yeah. in terms of that I, I there was no like hours i owed them a week or anything so it's not like i'm stuck in a contract and mm -hmm. and, and stuff but technically I, there was no like official it's just like at some point i like i didn't want more work from them and and uh probably because of uh situation or other editors or or, or whatever you know they didn't need me and therefore didn't reach out to me asking me to edit things and so we just never reached out to each other again there was no like bad blood um yeah. i think they would have paid me much earlier if i was again more demanding about it um mm -hmm. and less just like doing what i had to but you know if i had just asked a Definitely. few months earlier it would have been a few months earlier so i'm not like i don't think they're evil i don't think they're trying to scam editors and stuff i just think that whatever system they had going on uh wasn't the best system to make sure that everyone just got paid on time and, yeah. and stuff like that interesting fascinating there Awesome. You said you had one more experience. Uh, could mm -hmm. you explain that? I, it goes with most of my, like, the high school that I that I went to, um, mm -hmm. the traveling one, um, since they gave us, it's like the ceiling of traditional high school only lets you go so far. But the ceiling of my school let me go as far as I desired. And so there were definitely periods of time where I was filling in the role of what could be someone working at the school i was there was a term um like i said in oman i was coding neural networks um and so what we were doing was i, I got my uh uh scuba diving license that term as well and so we were diving and collecting data scuba diving um and then coming back to the classroom and coding neural networks to like create results from that data and to study that data um and we didn't have a like computer engineer at our school. Mm -hmm. uh, the two teachers that led that project uh, knew less about coding than I did. And so I was teaching them. <laughs> and I was teaching the class. And yeah. I was running sessions. There were times outside of class hours where I would sit down with the teacher just because I enjoyed this conversation and because they listened and they had we had the mutual respect that uh they could learn off me you know they didn't feel bad about uh about me sitting them down and, and getting a whiteboard and just drawing things out so i would sit there for three five hours with uh one of my teachers and just break down coding concepts and stuff because he didn't use computers mm -hmm. but he really really wanted to learn and i was it was we had a really good bond i, I love that dude um but it's like almost like we were all peers learning all these things together and the teachers had the the resources to help us and lead us along but i took it to another step than i think most people would by just like really going above and beyond with most things mm -hmm. um and then the final uh like most recent form of that that got me to a point where i was like deciding what i wanted to do in life and i was like this was sick 
Um, we had a representative from Nike come mm. into our school um, and give us a challenge uh, where it was like design a, a, a shoe in one week um, and then create like an ad campaign for it and stuff. Uh, and I did this with like a group of other students. Um, but for me, it was like, it was the most, sorry, there's a fly in my room, but uh, <laughs> there was the, it was like the most uh, like inspired I had felt in so long. And I was like drawing on the walls. I kind of went a little manic for that week, but I took it like really, really far. And I loved being sort of the leader of that project. Cause again, I love things being done my way. And, and like, I, I will never say anything negative to other people or whatever, but instead mm -hmm. of, um, ask like leaving things up to other people i would rather do like 80 percent of the group project um yeah. and just do most of the work because i want it done my way um so uh i created like a a really cool animation and stuff i can i can show you and and everything for my for my shoe and stuff and and i won uh that challenge and the nike representative like uh sent a bunch of gear uh like this water bottle that i drink like from every stream i don't know it's yeah. like something that was sent to me by nike and things like that uh a book as well about stuff and that made me realize like i don't know if i ever want to work on a team uh as just a video editor or a graphic mm -hmm. designer or one of those roles but i know so many little bits and pieces of knowledge and stuff and i can create my own little bits to have ideas and stuff and i would love to just be part of a team where i can sort of be like oh you're really good at this uh animating thing here's a rough draft i did can you take my idea and take it here and do this and stuff mm -hmm. eventually i would love to work on uh yeah something like that and i really enjoyed that project in that way out of curiosity what was the campaign revolved around your campaign um so ironically it wasn't halloween at the time um but I came up with uh, this idea. Do you, you know, like Air Maxes? Obviously, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, why yeah, I started that question with, with, I, yeah, I don't know why I started that question with "Do you know?" Eh. Um, so I took I took the model of um, I think it's the Jordan Elevens. Oh combined no it way! With Those Air, are fire. Yeah, Air, yeah, with Air Max Nineties and put um, so so the the air bubble from mm. Air Maxes instead of it being just air, it was like a glow in the dark slime substance. Um, and then on the shoe was like hand painted, um, uh, like glow in the dark paint though. Mm -hmm. With it was like a, a really cool skeleton. It was it was really cool. Um, but so it was like a it was a a combination between like the Jordan range and the Nike range, and they were called the the what is it the Nike Slime Max Spookers or something like that. And the whole idea of it, the whole idea of it was. Um, Halloween is a time that lets you express yourself. Why not be you all year round? Wow. Was kind of well done. Broken. Well done. I love that a lot. That's really good. That's strong. That's a strong point, especially with, uh, you know, fashion, uh, wanting to be individualistic, wanting to stand out. Yeah. You know, you're making a statement when, whenever you choose to put on in the morning. Uh, I love that yeah. a lot. That's wow. Brilliant. Dang. Again, I so do you have any job openings in your stream? All right. Are you looking for a, a host that knows how to talk? Is there a because at this point, <laughs> it just sounds like everyone's going to be working for you. All right. Uh, Akko, it, it, these are brilliant ideas. I love the execution there. Uh, that's awesome. That's solid stuff. Let's move on to the last part of your life story. All right. The last part of your life story is this. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people in this section, they, they turn, tend to turn up the volume. They get their finger ready for that clip button because we're about to talk about your 
romantic relationships. We want to talk about your romantic history. All right. Uh, I do this segment similar to a resume where I'm going to ask you, okay, of your three past relationships, if you do have three that apply, um, that impacted you the most. And and during this segment, uh, we're going to try to to be proactive with it in the sense of, uh, you know, this is not a a weekend fling. This is not someone you're just uh, swiping left or right on and then talking real quick and then disappear. I'm talking full on. Uh, relationships, significant others. How many of, of, of those are, are in your, your past that you'd like to share, first of all? Um, I've, I've dated more people than this, um, mm-hmm. but things that I think would be relevant to me now and that I have, like, that I think, yeah, would apply, there's only two that I can come up with that I think are super important as like official yeah. relationships definitely yeah. definitely no, i feel that i feel that so let's let's start chronologically the first one how old were you and how'd you both meet um i'm trying to think of how old when we first met um 14 or i there's a chance i was 13 but mm-hmm. i think 14 mm-hmm. um and uh we met oh i remember so i knew this kid from playing soccer but football um just to make sure i like yeah uh from playing football and um he was relatively popular i was coming from like a really small town to my high school and so the my town had a stigma at the time uh and a lot of the people that were already at the high school from our town like the grade above that had started going to that high school came back to our school and were basically like yeah you guys aren't going to be popular like people don't like our school um so I, you're already like set with a disadvantage, um, socially. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I went to the school and I knew people through sports and that was kind of like my, my breakthrough for that. Um, and this guy, it's funny cause I didn't meet her in person the first time. Mm-hmm. He used to call on Skype back then. I don't know why we were calling on Skype, but he added me to a group call on Skype mm-hmm. with this girl, um, and then the next day um since she had like seen what i looked like um i knew what she sort of looked like but i and since i was like relatively tall she saw me on the field and was like she like screamed my name or something um and that's how we first started talking but we were just like really close friends for for a little while um but in that first year of of high school was when we first dated yeah uh and for the next four years from that point on, from when I was 14 to when I was 18, we dated on and off. Wow. Okay. So, so let's break this down. All right. So you dated on and off for, for four years. Uh, we're going to start off with the suite. Uh, what was it about her that had you enamored, that just had you revolving around her? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting to think about because I don't think I've said anything positive about her in a really long time. Um, <laughs> justifiably, you will. You, of course. Like, you will I mean, that's it. how it yeah, is yeah. with exes sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we're talking about. Sorry. Of course. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she lifted everyone in the room around her up and also brought so many people together. Like all of my. Uh, my close all of my close friends Mm -hmm. at that point in time 
like my entire friend group basically revolved around the people that she made me meet and they all met each other through each other and stuff so she was one of those people that just like if she was in the room like everyone was laughing and and like having a good time and stuff and um also um it was just like easy to talk to her we were best friends before we dated and then best friends in between every time we dated um so we could always just like talk ab about things um, yeah yeah interesting so then where did things kind of start going downhill we probably didn't have like i think this is evidence that the relationship beforehand wasn't that healthy mm -hmm. uh but because it hadn't maybe faced as many issues yet uh it wasn't as apparent uh but when i switched schools and i was going away for two months at a time to different countries uh sometimes without wi-fi and for periods of time sometimes i like i don't know i was in I was in China and I had to use a VPN to go on any type of social media. And that's not even technically legal mm -hmm. things like that. Um, it, 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 our relationship was just clearly not healthy from the very first term. And I wish like I, I saw it at the time, but I wish that I recognized that and just left. Um, I went to my first term in Botswana and I got real close with the friends at my school because we were all sharing this crazy experience together and stuff. And, and I was going close to them and stuff. And I'm in Africa, not going to be spending that much time on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, I get that like contact was important and stuff, but I, I was doing like a decently good job. Um, now looking back I, for a while, I blamed myself for all of these arguments and, and, and blame myself for like not being a good enough boyfriend at the time or whatever. But looking back, it was more so uh, her insecurities that I was going to fall in love with some girl from my school or any of any of those things. Um, there was also just a lot going on at home in my personal life, like stuff that I, I, I like don't want to share, but like about my family, yeah. uh, stuff that was adding stress to me and stuff. There was just like a lot going on in my life. Um, and I remember there was one point where I was going away to camp, uh, to a camp in, in Botswana for like two weeks. Uh, and I wasn't gonna have Wi-Fi for those whole two weeks. And I texted her a long message. Like when I'm saying long, like it's long. I, I write a lot. Like I said, I like writing. Um, and I can just spout my emotions for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was like, a hey, I know we've been fighting, but I still really love you. And I'm sorry for these things that I've done that have like reiterated issues and, and things like that. I hope that um, everything can be like, like, I hope we'll be all good and stuff, but I didn't want to leave it like this before I go away for a while. Um, and it, it was really long. <laughs> and she replied, okay. And then for two weeks on this camp, all I had, I still had my phone yeah. and I could still look at that message. And, um, I just remember like, all I could see was just like that. Okay. Like that, just like, uh, yeah. Um, and then when I got out of camp and I was back, um, we like broke up, uh, properly for mm. the first time in a, in a while. And it was just like, and, and then when I got home, most of the break home, I was just like really, really sad because it was someone I'd been dating for like a year and I had based a lot of my future on and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I believed that we were going to like keep going and stuff. And then we got back together like right before I went away to the next term. And the next two years of that school were just a lot of um, 
me not being able to stand up for myself and not realizing that I was being constantly like manipulated. Uh, she was extremely jealous of anything, even if it didn't mean anything, but also like say we broke up and I like started talking to a girl for a bit, but I broke things off because then we got back together or something. Mm -hmm. But to the contrary, she was, and not like that there's any problem with this, just not in this situation. It's very hypocritical to be hooking up with lots of guys and, and like things like that. Uh, so it, it was like a really one-sided uh, relationship for a really long time. And it, yeah. at a point she began putting me down and um, like, I guess, trigger warning manipulation and other things. Yeah. Like if you are sensitive to that, maybe mm -hmm. tune out. I don't want to say anyone off. Um, but she was putting me down constantly um, about the way I walk, the way I danced at parties that she was embarrassed to be seen with me and, and things like that just really broke me down as a human to the point where I couldn't even get out of this relationship because I didn't have the self-worth in myself to recognize that I needed to be out of this toxic situation. Um, and I didn't support myself enough to do so. Um, yeah, and it led to me being uh, like broken as a human in a lot of different ways, um, and I'm still recovering from from this. Um, but yeah, it it was it was a crazy situation where to the to the end of it, she just became like a genuinely terrible, terrible person in the way that she treated me. Yeah. Um. So the thing I want to know here, though, like, I understand that in the middle to later stages of your four year relationship, you kept going back because, well it was kind of how you were programmed by the, yeah. the that manipulation and that breaking down of one's character hell of one's self-worth and recognizing that your worth is now tied with with her but the first time that you came back i have to ask all right and i've asked this to many others before why why did you give it another shot earlier on before really a lot of the cards started to show and and what were you i guess what were you seeking for at that time yeah when i have feelings for someone or mm -hmm. like when at least at this point in life um a lot of stuff in like the way my brain work has has changed probably because of the damage that's been done um but when i fell in love with people at this point um i, I mean she was my first kiss um and my first love um and so when i like me then mm -hmm. when i fell in love i fell hard like it was not like something like i would just yeah i was really i'm i'm a like romantic person um and so the the ways that we talked and the things that we talked about in the future like they were very serious for a 15 to 16 year old like relationship like with the plans for future and, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So even though maybe like I still had my self-worth and, and, and things like that, I had already based a lot of my life and a lot of my future around um, her and around like the things that we talked about. Uh, and I also like, uh, she did a lot for me as a person at that point. Um, and she did teach me a lot and help me grow over that year and, and stuff you know it's, it's obviously not all bad so there would have been absolutely no reason i was in the relationship to start off with and and so at, at that point i think um when i came home since it had only been i think it was nine months that we dated before we broke up that mm -hmm. time round. um and i got home from botswana um and i was in new zealand 
and I got a little bit sick as well. I think from the climate change, uh, the the change in climate from yeah. like Africa to New Zealand, um, that it was it was like a shock to my body, and uh, I I got home and I I was um, I, I I was sick and sad and i think for maybe four out of five of those weeks home i was just in bed mm. um like i remember there was like a hundred tissues like just around my bed of just like like crying and snot and and, and things like that and i just played 2k and watched netflix and, and, and stuff and so even though i maybe should have recognized at that point in life that it's like if someone holds that much weight in your life like that's not healthy mm -hmm. um and also, if it's that easily switched, it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, but what I recognized it as at the time is that um, I still really loved her and she was really good for me and that we should uh, give it another try. And so I made the effort. Um, I did like a... I, I, again, like I'm a romantic, so I, I think I remember I... Um, she lives in a different town and it's like an hour bike ride. Um, and I like bike to her house um, <laughs> and like text her just like, can we talk? Um, not in like a, a, a weird way. I was like, I can just leave if you don't want to or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I like brought things that I, I, I knew she liked and, and stuff and like, just like, yeah. And, and that was kind of like how that happened. Dang. I don't know. Yeah. Dang, dang, Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you said that currently you're on the path of healing and that you're the path yeah. of trying to piece together uh, the person that was broken down over those past four years. And, and you know, this is, you said this was during your high school career. You just recently graduated. This is not too long ago. Um, yeah. How do you go about that? How do you go about loving yourself and, and finding or rediscovering your worth, your value, after it being uh, torn down throughout the past yeah. uh, four years? There were... Um a lot of really unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms that mm -hmm. I, I used for a while that even mm -hmm. though they're unhealthy, I think they're what kept me going. And it's, it's really interesting to see that and, and to, to go uh, back on. Um, but yeah, for a while I was, um, I was stuck in my room, but in, in the sense that like, maybe I was going around my town and stuff still, I, I, I had grown unsafe everywhere especially my own bedroom because some of the stuff that she had done to me that broke me down um furthermore uh had happened in in my room and so for a while i couldn't sleep i i didn't have a good eating schedule and 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 schedule i don't know like eating i don't know i didn't eat enough yeah. or healthily or anything um and so for a while i was sort of like confused on whether i was a human anymore and like if i existed and what was going on and so for a while it was just proving to myself that i that i was real and that in even the slightest way i mattered mm. to someone in even like just a little little bit of yeah um and so i i began to heal um and i started going to like parties and 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 things more and i would still have um breakdowns a lot and i was still struggling to to do things but i had a few really really wonderful friends um that 
my friends learnt over time that I'm I'm not great at reaching out or whatever, and I don't even know when I want to hang out with them and when I don't to know when I'm avoiding reaching out. And so they'll just show, like they still do. Sometimes I'll be live and I'll be like, oh, my friend just came over because they'll they'll just walk through my door and be like, yo, do you want to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do this? And it it uh it it um so for a while I at my like friends would we would just go for drives or something at night. Maybe I would go clubbing for a bit when like I like first started to do that. Um and it was like it was like a lot of development and a lot of stages of realizing what happened to me and then coming to terms with that it's okay that that happened to me that although yeah like maybe i'm maybe i was weak in those moments it's it's actually really strong of me to open up about it and to be honest wow. with myself and with others that that yeah. happened to me and it, it doesn't matter that like I, yeah anything else just being able to be open about it eventually led to me understanding it happened and mm-hmm. stuff and i'm still again yeah i'm still uh healing i'm yeah. still growing from it um but at some point there was a while where I, w- I was coming to terms with what happened and stuff and i was like i really want to say this to you i really want to tell you all of the ways that you ruined me like mm. you completely like broke me down um but it got to a point where she reached out this was not that long ago like maybe like two months ago mm-hmm. she reached out and she was like do you want to get coffee um sometime and i was like not really and then she was like i just want to know what i did to hurt you so much that you don't want to see me ever again because that's kind of like what i said wow um and 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 she was like i want to be able to show you that i've grown because i know i did things wrong um and and i <laughs> i said to her there's like it's a long message or whatever and i'm really proud of how i how i wrote it and stuff i just wrote it on the train yeah um but i said to her basically the final point of it the like final sentence that i think really um like i am really proud of myself being at this point i was like there is so much going on in my life right now and yes i'm still healing and there was a point in time where i really wanted to tell you all these things that you did to me Mm -hmm. um but it's gotten to the point now where I'm growing on my own and I've moved on from you. I still have that pain and I still carry that, that uh, weight, but I seeing you and giving you the opportunity to show me that you've grown is not a risk uh, that's worth taking uh, to give you that opportunity because I am doing it my own now. Yeah. And how did she respond to that? If I may ask. I think the previous message, she said um, that like she was fine if that was the answer I gave her, but she just wanted to know why and see that that's where we stood. Yeah. And so I said, I respect your ability to accept that I don't want or need this. Um, and she, she just didn't have a response. So I guess it was <laughs> that she accepted that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you gave her the, sco- uh, the stone cold truth. I mean, and, and, and to be honest, you answered her question in that text. That was not yeah. a coffee needed. It sounded, you know, that was something you, you gave a cut and dry. This is what you're asking. Here's your answer. What and more yeah. needs to be done. Um, and that's, again, this is the third example, uh, Akko. This is the third example in which kind of the world is putting you where you need to be. And where you had that feeling of, I wish I could tell her what she did to me and you were literally given that exact 
um, that exact want and that opportunity. Yeah. That's really cool. And that's only relationship number one. <laughs> so I got to ask number two. One's a little bit lighter. All right. Number two is a little bit lighter. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate, though, the candor. This is huge. This is, this is important yeah. to unpack and to understand, um, whether that be not even your community. I'll be honest with you. Majority of this show is not, uh, not very much for the streamer's community. It's for the streamer. Um, yeah. The fact that they get to hear this in a, in a manner that they do is awesome. But it's very cool seeing you process your thoughts and your history and the things that have impacted your life. But I want to ask you about number two. So in number two, uh, how old were you guys when you met? And how'd you meet? Uh, this was when I was 18. I, so this was, this was um, I was either 18 or 19, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure I was 18. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I was 18. Um, and this was maybe three or four months no like three months mm -hmm. after me and that first person who had who i had like sort of been broken by yeah had broken up like the last last time um and so it was when i was not healed relatively uh well but i was Oof. coming into my own skin where i um for those four years although i had talked to other girls in the times that we'd broken up or like kissed people or whatever um i i hadn't gotten to a point where i really saw anyone really especially when we were like properly dating it was like really hard for me to like just see anyone yeah. um and so it was it was really good for for me to be like i actually see this person um and that was a growth point for me uh and then so i think we dated um for hmm. If I think about it, it's like it was it was relatively short, like maybe a month with a month prior to that where we were like talking and, and hanging out every day and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff, but not not dating officially. Mm -hmm. Um but it, it it was really good to it was it was a healthy relationship until um it she she broke it off and she was just like not happy or interested in, in continuing, but it was like it was healthy. Mm -hmm. There was no super damaging things going on or whatever and mm. it was really 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 hard for me to accept that this was healthy that not having a certain level of jealousy placed on me or not you know like i was taught to to you know if, if someone else is going to be that level of jealousy about my relationships like eventually i had that feeling back and so being able to just like be in a healthy relationship was was like really hard for me and really challenging to accept that she actually liked me and didn't need that from me or that from me or some weird thing it, it was it was it was it was just really challenging um but in a different way to how it was challenging before mm. um and uh one of the things that i i learned was that i wasn't fully healed yet um yeah when it got to it's like funny to share on the internet but i i think it's i think it's pertinent to like talking about my growth and i'm like comfortable with it but it's like when it got to doing things together i wasn't really comfortable going very far anymore because yeah. of how i how i'd been taken advantage of um and i think that that's that was a really interesting thing because i don't think it's normally a guy saying no yeah um yeah and it was also like the reason things had happened before was because of my lack of confidence and my lack of ability to say no but having someone just be like that's okay really oh, really 
like it like kind of broke me but in like a like a really positive way it was like fuck like it's all right that i i don't want to do this and someone can still yeah care for you and be there and say we don't have to let's just be in each other's presence let's hang out let's do something else that's when you know that that person either loves or i don't want to drop the l word all the time but loves (laughs) and really cares about you in that regard to respect um your boundary like that and, and you know it's fascinating too you say it's interesting sharing that online it's interesting having this conversation between two guys you know we've talked yeah. about how mental health that conversation is between men it's something that's constantly buried let alone now talking about um those kind of experiences you know the the advancements in in relationships and the physical in nature for a guy to to say no or dismiss it especially you know years ago if not still today you you're, you start being questioned you're like what what is it because you know the internet's yeah. a horny place everyone on the internet's got this thing everyone's just like oh why not yeah. this is a perfect ideal it's there but because yeah. you were not comfortable because of your hurt uh to not you know to to to, to just say hey like uh, i don't feel okay with this and for her to respect that that's huge that's 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 amazing and that again reiterating that's true. Uh, in my opinion, that's true love right there uh, or respect there. I want to ask, uh, again, a bit thought-provoking and, and a bit forward of a question, but do you think... Okay, oof, this one's hard for me to ask because I'm asking you a question that makes me feel like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very personal, but do you think that this relationship between you and her could have been salvaged had you not been as hurt from the last? I think uh definitely um because she didn't have the which is good this is good but she didn't have the common trope of like what is it like i can fix him mm-hmm. she just had the like i will be uh, like a human to you and stuff but she, like there was none of that which would have been unhealthy in, in some sense yes but i think that it's important to recognize that um you know, we started dating and things broke off and it made me really sad because I was really happy, but that it didn't, you know, it taught me stuff and I learned stuff and then I moved on and it wasn't permanently damaging or anything. It was just like, uh, it was, it was just, you know, sometimes, um, like that's just how life is. And I think if you don't make things work at one time, um, yes, you can, uh, like recoup things later or whatever but i think most of the time it's your compatibility as as humans because i'm I st- i'm still who i was then i just mm-hmm. wasn't able to be me a- a- as well and stuff mm-hmm. so it it's really interesting to think about it because it's like maybe um like it could have been better but i don't think that the reason she wasn't interested in continuing the relationship was really much on my end i think it was just where she okay. was too okay okay nice nice um i have to ask you about the present all right before <laughs> we we move along here all right i want to ask you about the present so right now where do you stand with your relationship status uh i'm single single and but yeah follow up to that ready to mingle or is it still processing and and trying to to work on yourself and 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 what had happened in your past Mm -hmm. i think um i'm like i'm still way too it's like i hate saying this this sounds like cringe like i'm still like way too broken down to uh 
properly be someone else's partner. Yeah. Um, but I'm at the point where annoyingly, um, I'm like, I can get feelings for people and I'm there, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I shouldn't be. And I need to like, um, I'm, you know, moving across the world and doing all these things. So it would be a lot. Yeah. It, it, it's like a point where I like really needed to like, like tell myself to give myself time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and wait till I'm actually ready. Because even if I feel ready, like I know in myself, like, it wouldn't be healthy right now, especially with everything else going on. Like it's, it's not really yet an option that is available to me that I should okay. make available to me. Fair play. Uh, I do also got to ask, what is the way into Gigi Ako's heart? What is the, and I know, you know, we don't, if you'd like to go to the, the specifics of it all or keep it broad, either one would work, but out of curiosity, what is it? When you see someone, you're just like, there it is. That's, that's something that catches your attention. I think, um, like, this is, this is like a, a, a really, like, specific thing that doesn't, I mean, it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but it's, like, it's been valuable to me when making friends lately is, like, uh, like, music taste. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. um, I love music and i love being able to share that with people um and stuff uh but also like further more from that i'm a i don't don't know if you've picked this up but like i talk about things very in depth i like really really thinking about topics and concepts and Mm -hmm. and elements and stuff I'm, i'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to whatever it be that i was interested in three years ago or am interested in now like I don't know. I I love fonts. I I will tell you my favorite font right now, and I will have an hour long conversation with you about fonts, uh, or that musician, or <laughs> this thing. You know, like there are just so many. If you have the the point where like with with that the ex that I dated for the longest amount of time, um, the I guess more significant relationship, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that grew towards the end was if I cared about something and talked about it a lot, she grew to dislike it. There was music that she listened to when we broke up uh, that she did genuinely like, but because of my like hyperfixation on that music and the amount that I loved it and the amount that I knew more about it, I guess she was, she would like not be interested in it. So mm-hmm. having someone that like actually just is like happy to listen to me spout off about things that I love because I really, really love things. And I really, really like talking about the things that I'm interested in having someone that can like, that is just happy either adding to that conversation. If they're also interested in it, I'd, I'd love to obviously have those shared interests, but even if it's not something they care about personally, like, I don't know. I think, I think you should be brought happiness uh, from seeing someone who you care about talk about things that make them happy yeah. uh, and and that feeling that i've got even from just friends is like it like it makes me white people happy it's like ah <laughs> that's beautiful i like that yeah. i like that a ton that's so nice well i'm, I'm excited for you I'm, I'm happy you're going on this journey of healing and and you know who knows what you'll find abroad over the uk um but, uh, you know, first things first, before we can fully really love others uh, in that full manner, we need to make sure our cup is full as well. So 
Exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I think you're on the right track. You don't need me to repeat that. You know you're on the right track. Um, but I would just encourage you and empower you to keep on going with that. That's beautiful. Um, we have one more segment here on the show. All right. I appreciate the stories you've shared about your life. We have one more segment here, and it is the community questions. All right. The community questions. Now, I have to preface you this. Over the course of this whole show, uh, those that have been watching live here on Twitch have been inputting uh, questions anonymously, or they put their names on it um, during the whole time. I am going to read as many as I can. There's only one rule to this segment. All right. Only one rule. Uh, you don't have to answer a question if you don't want to. Uh, and, and you're going to have to forgive me. This is the first time I'm seeing these questions as well. Okay? So I have no idea, no context of what is being written. All right? I'm going to refresh yeah. it once, and then I'm going to go with what we have here. All right? There it is. Oh, boy. All right. Let's try our best. I, I should ask you before we start, bathroom break, water, anything. I'm good. Cool. You're good. All right. I'm again. I don't know what's going on. I think my body's getting adjusted to this after a year and a half of interviews. <laughs> I think I'm fine right now. Um, first one here. Uh, okay. This question asks, "Hey, can you ask Akko what the seventh month is? Kind of forgot what it is. What does that mean?" It's a. It's a. It's a D's nuts joke um so the the person that i uh how does that even that, work the person that i met in um uh, the person that asked that question is is uh i met them in uh that month and what you do basically i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the name of the month oh i guess i have to to explain it okay so it's july um yeah july. And okay what you would be like is, is you'd go like how's your month of june going to someone yeah, or like, okay. how is your how is your fifth of June going? And then and then that person would reply, "It's not the fifth of June. It's July, you idiot. It's July." And then you go, "How do you like these nuts?" Oh my god! And gosh. that person that asked that question before, like, I was in another streamer's chat and I said, "How's your July? Uh, how's your June going, Daisy?" Mm -hmm. It was it was Daisy's stream. Mm -hmm. I was like, "How's your June going, Daisy?" And then, uh, it, it's it's magma mags. Mags replied, "It's it's July, you idiot." And that's how we met. As ID's oh, nuts. Oh <laughs> boy, and you're done. See, you guys are getting much more uh, like creative with this because, like last year when the D's nuts joke was huge, you know, imagine Dragon D's nuts, all that jazz. Like I yeah, had yeah. heard them all. I had I was not anticipating the July. I have never heard until right now what that is. I'm a hundred percent going to use that on Christmas. Um, yeah, <laughs> we got here. Uh, Aiko, what are you most excited for in your move? Oh, I'm excited to live. So I'm moving in with another stream. And I said, um, I'm excited to live with someone. Um, what I miss about my school, my boarding school is, is living with someone doing a similar thing every day. Like it, having the same shared energy of like, we get up and we be productive and stuff. I mm -hmm. feel like that makes you way more likely to actually get things done. Or at least yeah. for me, like I love being, even if we don't talk about streaming for a, a bit or whatever or in that day or, you know, it just, it, uh, it, it's, I'm so excited to be back in a place where I have someone working in a similar place to me in life mm -hmm. and that's in a similar place in life to me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like-minded individuals, uh, they'll, they'll encourage you. They'll push you. I love that. Yeah. Uh, story behind the tattoo. You have a tattoo? 
I do. Yeah, I got it like like last week. Oh like, no really way! Recently. What is it? It is here. I got you. I can't okay. see how visible that is because I got to open up this. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, at the start of my uh, streaming career, I had met someone under my former music alias, um, and uh, me and her were sort of friends, but we didn't mm -hmm. talk that much. Um, but I, I thought she was a really cool person. She liked the same music as me, but she also was like into Minecraft streamers and stuff. Um, and she was my very first mod or like proper mod that came to streams every day. And she knew about Twitch cause she used to mod or she did mod at the time for other streamers and stuff. And so she taught me literally everything. Cause I didn't even watch Twitch, like I mm -hmm. said, and she basically, uh, she taught me, uh, yeah, a lot and showed me to her friends who also watched Twitch and, and stuff. Um, a lot of people she brought together and she was a really really special person wow um and uh uh she passed recently um oh, wow. and I'm before sorry. she did um she drew these stars and so me and a close friend both i'm i've got it and we're, i'm waiting on them to get the matching tattoo yeah. in honor of her wow I'm 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 very sorry that you you had lost your friend. And to be very honest with you too, I stumbled upon that story um, when it had happened, and people were talking. Yeah. About it. And that was an amazing individual with a lot of love. Um, yeah. And that's such an uh, that's a, uh, an awesome way uh, to pay homage to your friend there. That's beautiful. Um, someone says here, speaking about music, I want to know more about uh, Akko's music. Tell, how would you define your music? What genre? Um, the very overarching, and this is such a cop out. Um, mm -hmm. term to use it uh, is is alternative. Um, because yeah. sometimes it's like anti poppy, hyper pop stuff, but for the most part, it's like alternative pop rock. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where I'd go uh, with it soon. Um, you will be able to hear it. When are when is when, roughly when? Um. So, like, this is going to be properly announced soon. I, I okay. like it. I, I I haven't said that I was going to announce it till just uh then. Um, but I also like. Um, without saying anything, am I? If I send a link in chat, is it gonna? Is it gonna... Oh, you can't send links in chat. Yeah, that there's a hard. Uh, okay. Do you want to DM I, it to I, me on Twitter? Uh, I can just DM it to you here. Uh, I can't. Undo that. I can't. It's the overlay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got you, yeah, got yeah, you, yeah. got you. But what is yeah, this link that you're sending? Okay, so it's a tweet where it's like without saying anything, like it's saying something. You know what I mean? Um, and that's like the most I can say. Is it the tweet that <laughs> right you now. sent out today? Uh, no, I did do that one too, uh, but uh, that's not the one I'm talking about. Okay, let me take a look. Let's see what's going on here. Share tweet and ah, yes. Oh yeah, I did see this. I'll post it in the chat here so everyone can see it. But uh, oh wait, what am I doing? I could just share my screen. Let's share the screen <laughs> yeah. here. I forget yeah. that I, I I'm having a show. I'm immersed into it. So. Here we have no explanation. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to explain it at all. 
but we have a photo. It says 1.07, and in this photo is a bunch of, it looks like stickers and, and barcodes and pricings. That's that, and that's all you're going to leave us with. Yeah. All right. I like it. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's something to look forward to for the, for the, for the new year there. All right. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, tell me this. Uh, what is your favorite song you've written or what song has been your favorite to write? Hmm. Sonically, in terms of listening back to it, um, and I, I, this, the song, the name of it is public, I guess, because I've, I've showed it on stream a couple of mm-hmm. times. Panic, Panic Marina, for those of you that know it, uh, it's like the best song sound-wise uh, that I've ever made. Writing wise, I, I wouldn't say it's like the like the most well written, but all of my stuff, like I love breaking down the story behind it. So uh, this project of music that's coming soon um, it is all about uh, that concept of taking the pain uh, from things and and particularly like from everything that's happened in, in the last year and a half uh, and turning it into like beautiful things. So not just literally with the fact that I took the pain and turned it into hopefully uh, a musical piece that uh, people can really enjoy, uh, but also uh, like figuratively in, in the way that it's telling the stories of like maybe some of the really poor uh, coping mechanisms that I did, but those things are, are what that pain that I, that I was going through is what uh, led me to stay around um, mm. and such. And, and so uh that whole concept um as a whole is summed up in the title track um of it tideblade um and so that song means a lot to me awesome uh is my chair gonna stay there when you move or is gg mother echo uh finally gonna get it back what this chair is the chair that when so um my friend kaylee yeah. Uh, who's a streamer from New Zealand as well. Okay. Um, she's flown out and stayed with me for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we streamed together, the first time she came over, I put this chair right here. And then when she left, it was like sad because like I, it was so fun hanging out with her. And like I'm really close with Kaylee. I love Kaylee. Um, and so I never moved the chair because I couldn't bring myself to put the chair back into the house. Mm-hmm. It's not my chair. It's my mom's chair. Um, but it's been there since the first time she visited and then the second time she visited it was still there for her to sit on while we like hung out and stuff um and it's still there now i i don't know what i'm gonna do with with it because obviously i cannot bring it um maybe maybe i'll i'll tell her um because this room is like separate to the whole house and she wants to get it like redone and maybe i'll tell her that like even when you like redo the whole room and stuff like make sure that the chair returns to this corner or something like the layout mm-hmm. of the room has to honor that or something i'll see mm-hmm. i'll see i like that uh this one reads out uh echo's mic peaking every time they scream on stream brings me so much joy that was oh. nice that was just reading that aloud um this one also reads i have only gotten to know you for a very short time but i genuinely love the community you've created and I'm so, so very proud of you, Aiko. Keep up the good work, Art. That's beautiful. Thank you. Followed up by a very <laughs> random one. Do you like rats? <laughs> uh, they call me. They call me Gigi Ratcho. 
how does that work? Why? What 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 what, what rat esque qualities do you have? Um, it's just like in our like in the Bid Wars community, you just call people rats. I don't even play like mm. the ratty play style isn't even the play style I have. Like that that's all Afla. But um, wait, what's a rat play style in Bed Wars? Um, it's like there's this thing called a. Do you have you played Bed Wars? I've watched enough know. of it. I've watched so many of uh-huh. you guys play. I'll be honest so, with you. Yeah, so I refuse to kill people as the final kill to them with ah, a yeah. fireball. Mm. Like just fireballing people off bridges, soul rat like. Um, yeah. Buying ob- obby obsidian and putting obby around uh, your your bed um is like it's like like rat play um yeah like things like that it's just like it's like stuff that would maybe help you win but like everyone agrees like don't do that and then just like someone every five games does it and you're like you're such a rat like yeah okay okay fair play so that's why they all right apparently a rat all right gg rat all right i'll remember that um this one here yeah oh i like this one theoretically you're at a beach and you're listening to music. What song do you play as sunset starts? What's the song you're gonna listen to as you're watching the sunset? I kind of want to. Am I allowed to see if um people from my community can just like guess without me saying anything? Sure. Let's see. Go ahead. Let's type it out right now. What do you think, uh, GG Akko would listen to as the sun sets at the beach? Hit me with it. One person says melatonin, pastel skies. What else do we have? <laughs> melatonin once again. If it's me- oh well, no, yeah, that one says if we're fighting, if that's the case. What else do we <laughs> yeah, have? Yeah, I don't know why we're fighting. <laughs> I feel that that would be a beautiful song. Is that yeah. are any of those ones that, so far? Yeah, it, it it would. Yeah, it's melatonin. <laughs> why why melatonin? melatonin um it's a it's a really nice song i really enjoy the song Mm -hmm. um but i for a period of time one of the reasons um uh uh people um like i think like why it became a staple on my channel um was was that i would sing it like with my full chest because i just enjoy singing it like it's really fun and and then over um over time um my community like grew to love it and it's kind of like it's just like kind of like our song now like if i if i'm like a hundred hours into a subathon and we want to have like emotional hours it's like if i play if i play melatonin like that's like we're all gonna like come together and be like ah it's a melatonin there's like a command in my chat about it mm-hmm. and stuff um since uh though that was relatively predictable um yeah. i would say um right now in this moment if i go onto my like spotify recently played and i'm like oh what song would i want to listen to that's kind of new i'm kind of like fresh on on my palette yeah um i've been bumping a lot of go bestie by savage gasp okay okay go bestie go bestie go i don't know it's like kind of like a it's like a chill song so i kind of feel like it would fit that i don't know why i you know when i think sunset i think sad like i think like melancholy Mm -hmm. so like yeah. yeah that's fair but yours is like i like yours too i like yours more as a matter of fact i wish i didn't have to think <laughs> mine would have been tommy's party you know that would have been i don't know something about it. it hurts my heart and i'm just like that's my driving music and i'm just like oh my gosh i need to get home 
I need to play Val, so I'm extra. I'm extra sad. But no, I feel yeah. that. I love that. I, I love that. I love that a ton. This one, uh, <laughs> this question here, I gotta ask. Do you remember the Wendy's ladies' order? Um, she. Oh, what are they called? We had this like special range of drinks. So it's like um. Uh, they were like fizzy, but not like, it wasn't like a soft drink brand. It's like a spritz or something like that, okay. but it was the one I didn't really like. It was like watermelon and cucumber or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she would get a small one, which is a terrible choice because the large one is significantly larger, uh, and doesn't cost that much more. And I, yeah, uh, but she would get that and, um, the like there's a five dollar I, I mean a five new zealand dollar meal at wendy's which is like um like a a tiny cheeseburger and fries all right wow it's clearly she made an impact in your life all right i <laughs> should have you should have ended the shift say hello left it at that no um no that's <laughs> terrifying uh this question comes up every time and uh, it is just, it's for the mods here. It's for the mods. Who's your favorite mod? That's not fair. That it, is not a question. Every streamer, every time it comes up. I have no idea why. I don't know who, I, I likely know it's from my community that do it. And I, they just <laughs> want you to sweat a little bit. I have an out for you. If you have a, like, if, you, if you're having a hard time, is there a mod that does the most behind the scenes? Yeah. I, yeah we could change the question to that if need be yeah i can i can i can i can do that all right <laughs> hit me with it um well it's like it's like i have two head mods but one of them is is like relatively um more active um just because of life and stuff there's no like hard feelings there um and that's scree uh scree it was like just has been like the main mod for a really long time mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the watch time is is at now but it's it, it's a lot of watch time um and screen does a lot behind the scenes as well um not even like just moderating type stuff but like to help me in life like there's genuinely like um in terms of like keeping me on track like making sure i book my dentist appointments and and things like that oh that's nice uh, yeah that's like nice. helping me like be managed as a human almost yeah mm-hmm. very helpful Hey, Mods, why don't you take note? All right, here in this channel. Anyways, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> 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 eh, they're not even watching. Don't even worry. <laughs> I know what they're doing. They're not They're not paying attention. Um, <laughs> here's a couple here. I have three more questions and two more statements. First question here. Do you have any advice on wanting to do music uh, but have no idea where to start? Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually, like been giving that advice relatively frequently lately um a lot of my uh friends in the stream world and in the real and and in real life stream world is still the real world Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah like uh, irls um have been starting music so it's it's kind of been something i've been doing lately um the first thing is like uh if you're looking to produce music um in terms of like instrumental side of it I don't have like the best advice or, or whatever, but YouTube is your best friend. Um, and just know you're not going to be able to create yet. You're just going to be able to replicate. And once you master the skills of like 
like literally google like how to make a whatever i mean for me it's like type beat if you were trying to like find like i don't know you wanted to make hip-hop type stuff be like mm. i don't know I wanna, how, how to make a little baby type beat and just like replicating the exact same beat over and over until you like know the software that you're using and stuff well enough but if you're trying to make music from singing perspective which is what i what i do and what i know a lot more about um uh it's 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 a lot more conceptual the advice i can give you um find someone who knows how to engineer um which is mixing like putting auto-tune and stuff on your on your vocals even if they aren't super professional about it or whatever because the reality is like finding someone super professional is going to be expensive i spend a lot of money on music now to get it to sound exactly like how i how i want it to sound Mm -hmm. um but like understanding that one raw vocals are never going to sound as good as like edited vocals like everyone does it now it's just the standard um and then the other side of it is like like just write lyrics that are true to you they're gonna be really really cringe at first because you don't know that many rhyme schemes you don't have the best melodies and it's like as long as you feel that emotion like yeah it hurts when someone might make fun of that but you know that you weren't lying at least you weren't pretending or you weren't just trying to make that i don't know my thing is like even if i uh at the end of the day um like if i listen back to my old music i'm like that was such a cliche lyric or like such an obvious uh way to rhyme that next uh lyric it's like you know i felt that i wasn't making it up yeah i like that this isn't a question but know so many people are proud of you nodders it's nice uh thank you it's awesome um this one, uh, I, I have no understanding of what this means. It goes, uh, Akko, what do you think about leashes in Minecraft? What does that mean? Just, just like, move on. Like, we can just... <laughs> Ow! I'm hearing some hesitation. Are you okay? <laughs> no, like, we can skip that one, actually. Are you, you, okay? Are you sure? I'll give you one more time. We're skipping? Did anyone, okay, did someone, did someone put the clip? So they did, but usually I don't take clips because I, you know, it's hard to trust what's going on. But if you mm-hmm. would if like them to play the clip. my channel. Yes. If it's a clip from my channel, like, like I, I don't want the clip to play, but I don't not want the clip to play because of comfortability more so. Uh, yeah, you could just, you could just watch the clip. Well, you tell could, me, tell me what, do, do you want us to play the clip? The clip just speaks for like I like I can't. I don't have it, so I, I'm gonna have to ask. Oh, who, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. If if someone wants to send the clip, I could say I could. We could revisit this question. Resend the clip in the questions, and and I'll okay. play it at the end. That'll be the last question there. Uh, moving on okay. here, we have um. This one reads: What people in your life means a lot to you outside of your family? Um. It's funny because these people have shown up on streams. So if you're like, if you're there enough, like at some point you've just seen like my friends show up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll just start with randomly one of them. This is not in order or anything. But, yeah. Um, my friend Quinn. Um, he's kind of like my resident driver. Sometimes it's delivering food to me in a subathon. Sometimes it's two a.m. and we're both in the dumps, so we go out for a drive and and listen to music on the top of this hill that we always go to and watch the sunset or so, you know, yeah it, it he's like 
over the last year and a bit of like learning about myself and stuff, he had gone through a relatively similar situation to me. And we sort of learned about ourselves together. Um, there are moments where at 5am in, in winter, we were running into the ocean and just screaming at the top of our lungs and, and, and things like that. We have like a very, like, we have gone through so much together um, through teaching each other mm. uh, these things. Um, and uh, yeah, Quinn's just kind of like, like such a good friend and, and has done a lot for me and stuff. And uh, moving on from that, another close friend who we were kind of a trio with Quinn. Mm -hmm. is bridget um and in the same way she's gone through like a lot of stuff and we we talked um in our own right uh about uh things and stuff and and for she's just like a beautiful person and stuff and was so supportive of my streaming before it was a legitimate thing because mm -hmm. i always said that content creation whether it be vlogging whether it be streaming like it's always it's like it's embarrassing until you're succeeding and then everyone's like oh that's really cool but until you do that it's like very much like it's kind of like it's kind of like funny to see your friend taking themselves so seriously in a youtube video or in a, a stream or whatever and, and she was one of those people where it was just like she was just like no this is sick like you're doing this and you actually want to do this and you're having fun and and there's people that like actually like yeah i don't know bridget has been uh, super wonderful since i started even if she didn't fully like understand what streaming was or what was happening when i played uh minecraft and stuff like that yeah i like that i like that a ton uh let me read you these two uh words of affirmations one and we'll we'll revisit the the original question here or one of the questions first one here reads hi i haven't been in echo's uh community for too long but he is generally one of the sweetest and supportive people i have ever met the community is always so welcoming and i really love his energy love you echo and lovely show you have moms that's too kind that's too kind heart oh. yeah anonymous too this next one also reads this isn't a question but i just wanted to say this uh Anko uh is literally the most wholesome person I've met on Twitch and his streams have distracted me from things that happened at home or happened at home I'm sorry and from the worst I really do thank him and appreciate him for streaming and for being such an amazing human being Anko is the best for sure smiley face and that's from Niche Niche that's that one Good niche. That's really thank sweet you. All right, and it says here that we do um, we do have the clip. Let me uh, let me try my best to. Oh, jeez, of course I did. Let me try my best to copy and paste this one here, and mm -hmm. uh, go straight to it. Bring it to my other monitor. There it is, and I'll pause it. Now let it speak for itself. All right, let's go back here. And let's revisit this clip right here, right now. All right. This one says, it's titled, Yeah, Motherfucker Just Said That. All right. <laughs> and let's just listen to it eight seconds long. Let's give it a listen. Can, it, can, can you put leashes on people in this game? What? Wait, what? Wait. Can, can, it, can, can you put can leashes you put on leashes what? on wait, people what? Wait. in this game. I don't think that was part of the Caves and Cliffs update, so you're going to have to explain to me 
What was going through your mind during this time where you were like, maybe it's a, you know, we could talk to the devs, but what is it about leashes? You you needed some leashes on people? Um, so uh, I love Kinder. Um, and, um, and what I don't, what happened? I don't know what happened at that point in time that led me to say that, but I think, uh, <laughs> how are you going to start with, I love Kenna and then have no exit this now you're letting our imaginations run wild. I didn't get to see okay. the context of this. What? Um, so, so, uh, I think Kenna was saying, or one of us said, I don't know if I said <laughs> that I would bark for Kenna or if Kenna said the same to me. And so then I was like, it was like one of us was going to follow the other around. I, I believe the clip, like the following part of the stream was that happening, but without a because le the leashes don't actually go on players in, in the game. It's like a, it's, we're not actually furries just to like establish that, but it's like, it's like that joke. Um, I call Kenna furry a lot, but I have not, yeah, I, I don't hey like, man, you know, I'm, I'm not here king shaming. I just need to understand what, what the leash got to do with anything there. All right. The leash, you, you leaned into the bit. It became a reality. I think, I think we're, we're learning some things. Is that going to be a new subathon goal? You know, human leash. I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, I think it's all right. No, I think it's all right. I think it's fine. Oh, it's Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I'm sure we can clip this. We'll send it to the devs. I'll at Minecraft on Twitter, and we'll see if we can get this done for you, all right? We'll see if this can be included yeah. somehow in some future game in MCC, all right? We'll have to ask Scott. But that, you are out of pocket with this, all right? I love that. I love that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Too much, too much. But uh, Akko, Akko, that's the show, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, your story. We do have a couple things we have to take care of business before we uh, have the final segment of this show. All right. The first thing I need from you, uh, I need you to go into the back end. Do you have the stream up right now? Yeah. I need you I to check out the viewer list and choose a name, any name that isn't myself, a mod, or a VIP, any name at all. All right. Okay. Do I base this off of someone I know? Like it's up to you. I this is an open-ended question. Or... This is like not fair. I don't. How is it not fair? You know, it's hard to just pick one person. You know what I mean? You could choose yourself <laughs> if you'd like. I would never do that. Okay, fair play. I don't even. I've never seen bad. someone do it, but I always give the option. Okay. Okay. Fair. So that's pretty. Pretty stuff. Can you? Um. Can you slash user um, Magmasol and Scree Smile and tell me who has more messages in chat? Slash user. Uh, so Magma. If you just type Magma and then tab. Obviously. All right. Magma has 808 as of that. All right. Okay. 808. And then you said the next one is who? Scree. S-K-R-E-E. -E. Smile. There it is. 808 versus 295. Okay. We'll, go, we'll go mags. We'll go mags. We're going mags. I've never had to do that before. I've never had someone base it on how many times that they've uh, they've spoken here in the chat. That's well, hilarious. 
it's more valuable that someone has vip that is an active chatter if that makes sense eh. <laughs> yeah i see your point i think you'd be surprised at how many people for me it's more of a, a nice souvenir but i feel your point i appreciate okay. that i appreciate this is that this is that streamer mentality ladies and gentlemen all right it, it's on 24 7 i love it you, you're looking out for me all right you're looking out for my back but here's the thing all right on the back end uh, I only have five VIPs in this channel, and you're gonna choose which one's losing it. All right, that's how we're doing. <laughs> what? It's the same no. thing. Every person thinks it's the end of the world, and it kind of, it's kind of the end of the world. Anyways, you you kind of just ruined someone's day. But here are the five VIPs. There, I'm gonna put it twice. We have Valen Glow, Fairy Froggy, Hey Yogi, Jacob B uh, B A Bigly Big Big L, and Smooth Live. All right, those are the five VIPs currently. I will tell you I've seen maybe four of them here today. All right, we saw Valing, we got Fairy, Smooth has been over here, and Jacob. So it's up to you. Anything, I, I, I people like to be asked that. I tell them who's been here. So that's what I've seen. Your choice though, don't let that, if that's an influence for you, great. If not, whatever, I'll take the heat from whatever choice you make, but go ahead. Who's losing it right here, right now? I, I was going to go with um that logic of like who who's been here and, and who isn't. I think I still will. But but then you like fully butchered Jacob's name and I was like, do I just like <laughs> like out of honor like like don't come back, Jacob. He, Moms doesn't respect you. Okay. Oh <laughs> that's just me having trouble reading, alright? That has nothing to do with respect. <laughs> Uh, but I think if if everyone has been here today, uh, then it, yeah, it makes sense to go with. I'll, I'll, I'll use that logic and get get Yogi out of here. You're going, Yogi. I'm sorry, Yogi. It's been a fun ride. Thanks for playing. And you never know, you can win it back. All right. So we'll see you then. But thank you so much. All right. I got one more question for you. I got one more question for you before we go to the final part of the show, and it's this. All right. I'm always looking for people to possibly interview in the future. Mm -hmm. And the thing about this is it, this whole thing is a one-man band. I book the shows, I, I produce the shows, I, I execute them. Uh, luckily, I have uh, some great editors that help me out with posting it, but I posted myself all that, thumbnails, whatever it may be. So I'm going to ask you this. I trust you. Who is someone that you would like to watch? Go through the ring with me and talk about their lives both online and off. Mm -hmm. Uh, this person uh is it, that like it's like I I thought about it before the show when you sent me the notes. I was like, I, there's only really uh one person that I think um as well deserves me to say they have this opportunity um uh because like they have such a core community on on Twitch, but um growing on Twitch as you know is like super hard, and so getting out of that I think is really important and uh without them this is I'm talking about my friend called Niztopia I'll type their their full Please. Twitch name in chat um Niztopia uh without him like before I streamed for the first time I took over his 24-hour charity stream um and and learnt essentially like what a chat is and what a sub is and and all of those things through him and anytime i did anything I, I found him through the music community that i was in uh before streaming and niz took me in like 
kind of like a little brother and and offered me a place to stay if I could ever make it to America. Um, all because of all the things he's learned in life and all the things that he's gone through. Um, uh, he immigrated to, uh, like his family immigrated to, to the US. And so he knows how hard it is for those opportunities to arise. So he's like, if you can get here, like I will make sure that you can be here and, and chase your dreams and stuff. He's also just so funny, hilarious. Mm. Like actually one of the funniest people constantly like i don't watch that many uh variety streamers i watch a lot of like solely valorant or solely minecraft streamers and I'm, i've started watching more variety but niz when i first started out and i only watched minecraft streamers niz was the only person that i would watch play anything mm -hmm. uh he's one of the most caring people he is uh, really funny uh and he has great uh discussion skills i've sat sat with that man in vc for so many hours um just talking about life talking about things and and i i love him like with all my heart and i think that he just deserves uh more of a platform than uh than he's got on twitch he's yeah that's kind of my that's amazing yeah. i love that you know i know a lot of people talking about Kenna and af and all that and i'll tell you to your face like i they're very long overdue all right i'm i'm yeah. and i'm a yeah. person that run these interviews once a week. I love what I do, and it will come. Uh, with this individual, I will check him out. I just gave him a follow here on Twitch, so whenever he goes live next, I'll peep in. But I'll, I'll do you even one better, all right? I don't know if you're familiar. I have another show called The Network, all right, where it is a roundtable podcast um, where we play some improv storytelling games. We hang out, uh, and we just get to know each other and tell more stories. I would love to get you and him together, if that would be possible. Uh, and we'll we'll plan for that in the future. But it would be nice to to bring you guys together and and you know uh, have that have that moment a time together at least you know for that one. And then of course we could change it up or add more people, whatever it may be. But that'd be awesome. Thank you so much for that suggestion. All right, um, Echo, homie. All right, thank you so much. We do have one last thing to do here on the show before we part ways. Mm -hmm. All right, this show, Inside the Streamer Studio, was inspired by a 90s television show called Inside the Actor Studio, where a host and professor named James Lipton would bring on actors, actresses, and entertainers into his classroom and auditorium, and he'd do these long-form interviews. He'd talk about their life, their, their upbringing, uh, eventually their education, as well as their work in the media on the big screen in entertainment. All right. And he did this for, I believe, 23 seasons, 23 years. And as an homage to him, I end my show the exact same way as he does. He's asked each and every one of his guests the same last 10 questions. And I've done the exact same thing as well with all of my 125, four, six, seven guests I've had now. Um, there's only three rules to this segment. Very simple. First one, you have to answer every question. That's non-negotiable. It's very simple. Okay. Okay. Number two is that I'm going to be particularly quiet during this segment. All right. I'm going to read you the question. You're going to answer it. I'll give a moment of silence and then we'll move on. The last part is I'm going to need to have you answer this question within one sentence. Not one paragraph, not one word. Just one sentence will do, okay? After that, um, I'm going to tell you what I learned on, on my side of this interview. 
and we'll go our separate ways. We'll disconnect from Discord. I'll DM you after the show uh, and then all that. All right? Are you ready? I'm good. All right. <clears throat> Question one. What is your favorite word? Sonder. It means the realization that everyone around you is living just as complicated a life as yours. What is your least favorite word? Serendipity, it represents meeting the right person due to random nature and that stresses me out because it's happened and I feel like I can't control it. What turns you on? <laughs> Taking this non-sexually, because I think that's how it's perceived. Um, but open discussion. What turns you off? I don't want to use a cop out and just say the same thing, but but the opposite. But it, it it is just when you're talking to someone and it feels like they don't actually hear what you're saying. What sound or noise do you love? The after effects render complete noise. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> so specific, but the um, start of Magnolia by Playboy Cardi. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck, because you can use it in every type of word. It can be an adjective, a noun, etc. It can be all of them. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Creative director at any company that I don't understand yet. I don't know if that makes sense. What profession would you now like to do? Coding, because I tried it out and I liked it 
until I had to prove my ability. And lastly, Jay. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I have to just go with what my brain like first said. <laughs> Yo, they got blue V here. I love it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gigi Ako. Ako, dude, thank you so much. Was, thank you so much for your time. You killed it. You absolutely you. killed it tonight. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you uh, what, what I've learned from you uh, in, in having this conversation and, and sitting across from you. All right. I, uh, I take notes. During every interview, I take notes and, and, and there's uh, partly because of conversation, but co partly because this is also a, a mini journal of our time together. And there was yeah. something that I, a particular story that you had um, that really struck a chord. And I think it's important because we know the demographic here online, especially on Twitch and YouTube. It's fairly young. It's, you know, 18 to 24 is right now what this show is about towards demographic. And... That's a very transformative point in life. You know, there's so much happening. And we are kind of expected to know where we're going while at the same time knowing ourselves and our identity. And th there's constant expectations from the world around us, society, uh, maybe even sometimes our family or even ourselves. And you said something, or at least the trajectory of your story, especially during your high school years, really uh, was was inspirational. Um, I wrote down that you had so much life experience and then I put an arrow and I, in all caps, put try it all. Try it all. And, and I think that really encapsulates um, a lot of our discussion here today, whether it be within your family life, within uh, your education, your profession or soon-to-be professions, uh, and even your romantic histories, all of it, you, you've lived life and you've experienced and you've allowed emotions, good and bad, to run through you and to process and to continue to process like we've talked about with, with right, uh, right now in your romantic life. And I find that so beautiful. Um, and, and it reminds me, again, it, it's really the, the soul of what we do here, the soul of this show. And, and if there was ever someone saying, hey, what is your show about? I would just refer him to what we just did here. You put on a clinic. And you've reminded me and my old ass that even at 28, I've got to still continue trying things. I've got to jump in and, and, and be inspired, whether it be through failures, through disappointment, through heartbreak, uh, because through that, we will learn and we will live. And, you know, although COVID took away that uh that graduation moment it's really cool to to continue to see you um thrive and and learn and experience and grow i mean you've got in five days a huge chapter in your life that's about to happen and i'm rooting for you i'm wishing you safe travels and health uh but most of all uh thriving in this industry in content creation it is one that's competitive a lot of people want it as their dream 
But uh, to put the hours and effort into it is a whole other story. And I see something special, you, my man. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped uh, to, to have had this time with you and, and to, to sit across from you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of uh, your life and vice versa to have you a part of mine. Um, but I want to give you the final word. What would you like to say to all those that are watching live here on Twitch in the future on YouTube or listening on Spotify? On the note of try it all and how much that that has helped me grow as a person and and learn. Um, yes, and this is talked about a lot. Yes, say yes to everything. Um, but along that note, learn that once you say yes, you can always say no. Allowing yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to try something and learn that that wasn't for you is really valuable and you deserve that you deserve the ability to say no eventually um but say yes to everything that you can <laughs> that you feel comfortable doing that's just a bit outside of your comfort zone maybe with with a new job or a, i don't know a course online yeah i love I that know. it's really important yeah huge huge paramount all right but uh Akko, i could promise you this if you'll have me i'd love to have you on all the other shows Again, we'll put you in the network where we'll have, you know, we can partner you with Gracie so we can finally iron out the details of this this <laughs> short beef or Royan who keeps thirsting over here in the chat. You think I you think I can't see this? He he's thirsting, absolutely saying, hey, "It's me. He's thinking about me." Maybe we just get you all together. All right? Cuz I saw I I saw your trips, all right? You think I didn't see that trip you guys were uh, putting around Twitter, man? You got me having FOMO for a thing I was never even invited for. All right? So, <laughs> I am I, I got a lot of love for you, man. Uh take care. Uh this is where we DC, but uh I'll DM you after the show, all right? Sounds good. Thank all you right, so you much. take care, homie. You take care. <laughs>